and we're live. Archie, welcome to the mobile studio, brother. Cheers, lad. Thank you very much. I was only chatting on a solo episode earlier today. I was explaining who I was getting on this evening, and I said it was a mate of mine who was a, a welder by trade. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Started off as a welder, pipe fitter, welder. Okay, when you say pipe fitter now. Um, so, pipe fitter. So, if you look at any dairies or any breweries or anything like that, so it's how you're getting water any kind of products to and from tanks and into bottling machines and all that. So would have started off uh, my apprenticeship doing that. So it would have been hand welding all the time. So it'd be TIG welding. So another way we spoke before about uh, your MIG welder. Yes. Yeah, so it's TIG welding. It's a different process. But same theory, you know, you're welding a pipe, two pipes together. So um, pipe fitter then is just basically a per- person who fits pipe. Okay. And one thing that I mentioned on the solo was that my understanding of what you did now is that you're off the tools, as the expression goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you smile when I said that. You're glad to be off them or yeah, take it. Of course, yeah. Some days. <laughs> not every day. So if you're not physically welding, you're what, looking after a team of lads that are? Um, or So over the last couple of years, I suppose, uh, 2013, I, I came off the tools, really, I suppose, then. But um, what I'd done is I went to England. I'd done a welding inspection course. So... Went over there for a week's course <clears throat> and um, just taught how to inspect welds. So I kind of went from there. Um, then moved in to really another job 2014. And then I'd say it was maybe April 2014 I was fully after tools and just sort of went into more office orientated with the weld inspection. Um, and then moved from there then as quality control. So again what you're doing is walking other people's work. So not just the well inspection, you're walking the full system. So when I say a system, it's like um, your grow house. So another way you have the HVAC. Yes. That's the, a system. Yeah. So you walk that system. So all the pipes connected, all the cables, everything. So you walk all that, you quality check it, verify everything, sign it off and hand it over. Okay. And if you're checking everything and you're signing off everything, there's a liability end to you, is there? Well, you're putting your name to it. Okay, the same way an electrician would have half a dozen yeah. electricians working for him and at the end of the day he has to sign off on the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yes, you are the last name on it, but um, more more than not, after your step, like so we're the contractor, we sign off, we do job quality, hand it over to the client. The client then will have somebody else that will come in then to commission something. So, again, they're going to verify your work, do you know. So okay. So, if there is a couple of things you missed or there's changes needed. They're caught at that stage. So, yeah, you are kind of held liable, but in in a way you're, there is a, a safety net beyond you then as well. Like Yes. And are you working at the minute? Like, is that type of work going on within lockdown? Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So construction never... St- well, it stopped maybe for a couple of weeks, but not not so much. Like, so, um, like, the last lockdown, um, they wrote it in that any foreign investment companies that are exporting are allowed to stay open so the intels wooshies all these big massive jobs in the country are still going okay and presume you're presumably working a lot in along those lines is it yeah. for a pharmaceutical or a chip well, yeah, manufacturer so i finished up in the pharma job up in um, dundalk so that's wooshie that's the chinese uh, pharmaceutical so that's up and going now at the moment so i moved away from there at the end of december january then i started in intel then so um there's tool install, it's called, right? So basically, the chips, how the chips are made. So again, you take ever anything, it's like a box. So it's a piece of equipment. It needs air, it needs water, it needs gases, all that kind of stuff. So we're in charge of piping stuff up to it, but also then making sure it's over, handed over correctly. So that's my job then, quality and control. So, but you're... 
it's construction though so presumably there's a maintenance factor to all these different places is that something that you do or have yeah, any interest no, no. in or? so the maintenance so again as i said to you we get it to the stage of where it's been commissioned during the commission and stage then they get it up and running so we're not part of that process your maintenance then is obviously after that then parts breaking down and all that so the maintenance part isn't it's only construction we're in like okay and are you working for the let's say the pharmaceutical company before Christmas and then Intel now no. or are you so basically I would have started off with subcontractors so we'd actually be hired in by a company say mostly the likes of Jacobs a design company right that would come in they would do the design put the work out to tender different people price for it we're a subcontractor we come in we complete the work work is done gone so our job is it could be either nine months or it could be two years you just don't know. So it's always like the next job, where you go next, where you go next, you know. And where you are now, do you know how much security you have there? Is it six months or ten years? or Look, um, security is something not in construction because you don't know what's going to happen. Like the intel of the world, they could just pull the pin tomorrow morning and say, look, we're going to stop because of the worldwide pan- uh, pandemic, COVID is affecting sales or whatever. So they could just pull the pin. So you don't know, but... Just probably two or three years work definitely at the moment in this place. Okay, happy days. Yeah. And how have you found the move from being on the tools to off the tools? Like the the managerial end of things is a completely different. It's a completely different world to welding. I'd yeah, imagine it's a different mindset. Well, your biggest thing is you normally you just get up in the morning, go to work, clock in, clock out, go home. Yes, do your night, do your bit. Yeah, that's it. But different than when you're thinking and you have to get something done. So the onus is on you to make sure that's completed. So that's a total different mindset then. And how how have you found that transition? Or were you, did you know from an early age, let's say shortly after your apprenticeship or when you were only at welding and pipe fitting for a year or two, did you kind of know that management was what you wanted to get into? Or did that happen organically? Or what way did it come about? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, It's something that... I wasn't drawn to it, but it w- I was always kind of led to it. And um, any kind of firm I was with, so I've only worked with uh, maybe three different companies in Ireland. So in every company I worked with, at some stage, I was pushed towards that um, stage. And it was funny, um, there about a year and a half ago, I met a, a guy, Francis O'Shea, who had been uh, the owner of the first company I, I uh, worked in when I was an apprentice down home in Limerick. And, uh, <laughs> just get that across. Um, so, met him one day. It was a pure random day. I was coming back from somewhere and stopped off at his petrol pumps and there was these gang of people cycling. So, I just st- st- went into the shop, obviously, and uh, met Francie O'Shea, was his name, inside her. And I was just chatting to him for about 10 or 15 minutes, you know, and he was just saying to me, oh, you were always destined. I knew you were always destined for that. And it was something that... When I worked with him and all that, it was never something he would have said to me or pulled me aside or anything like that. But he, he said, I always knew it in you, you'd always go for something like that. Did you say just a minute ago that the different jobs that you were in, you were always kind of pushed towards the management? Yeah, and yeah things? it was kind of, um, yeah, so like it's quality, I suppose, took the, when I first started off, I suppose, in, as an apprentice, like I was maybe after three years, I was sent in to do orbital welding, it's called, right? So it's computerised welding of a pipe. So I got into that at a very early age, you know. So again, the likes of that, you have to be spot on 100% every time you do something, right? But 
over time then that company started drawing me in and getting me into the paperwork side of things so that's a big thing if you can work on your tools and you can get the paperwork right it's actually a very good thing because it means then that you know what happens on the ground and then you're actually good at getting the stuff handed over because it's all about paperwork. It doesn't matter what you do nowadays. It's all about having the paperwork right to hand it over, you know, because everybody needs to have a piece of paper to say that it's right. Yeah, it's, it's ghastly saying that because even in what I do or what I did before fucking lockdown, like, you know, growing plants and selling them, like, you know, what is there to it? Well, there's fucking food safety management plans for a start. And, you know, you have to you have to cross your T's and dot your I's. And you could probably get away with it to a degree if you didn't until you get an, exp- an inspection and you're just fucking closed down and put out of business. Yeah. So I suppose it's the same across everywhere, any industry, yeah, really. Yeah, it's getting more and more. Like, that's the biggest thing, Like as we notice in this country the last couple of years, like safety. Everything is getting bigger and bigger, and it's all that kind of coming in line with... Um, say even Europe and CE stamp and everything has to be stamped everybody ha- everything has to be right from the very start to the very end so for me kind of over the few years so I worked with another company then and again after maybe uh, I'd say maybe five or six years I pushed into the quality a little bit so it was grand and then 2013 as I said I'd done the weld inspection course then moved to the end of 2013 went with another company uh, Lynch's up in Dublin and or not went I left Lynch, sorry, and I went to um Shore and I was only there maybe I'd say six months and then was pushed into well, offered a role in quality. So I went from there and I went from the guy in the ground into doing what I'm now doing what's just quality management. I'd say that stands to you with the lads that you're kinda of working over because I know myself from previous experience, there was nothing worse than having a manager who'd never done what you were doing. Yeah. Do you know what kind of way? Like yeah. a, a manager who's never done the thing that the people he's managing are supposed to do. Yeah, but I suppose one thing I kind of agree with is that you should never manage your own team. So if you, you play soccer with lads all through the time and then you actually go managing, you'll always have the few that are, oh, yeah, what the hell does he know? He hasn't a clue, all that. You know, you'd have that. So it's easier to, for I'm finding now is to go in and write, I don't need to be people's buddies. Right, I need to do my job. Yes, do you know, I have friends outside of work. Let's keep it that way. But that's not me personally. Like so, for a couple of years, I was fighting that. You know what I mean? Trying to not be a dick because that's not in me. I can't do that. So it's kind of get that balance right that you don't lose respect, keep the respect of people that you work with. So for me, I think not working with people. I worked through the ground. So the last company I would have worked through the ground with the boys went in. They all knew me, all buddy-buddy. Ah, yeah, I'd be all right, don't worry about it, and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of is gone, you know. You need to, if you're moving up a little bit more, you need to go away from that a little bit. Yes. It's it's funny you say that. I was chatting to a cousin of mine, uh, Ollie McKeown. He's, uh, I think he's a sergeant major in the Irish Army. Mm-hmm. And we were just chatting about leadership, I suppose, in general, which is, you know, management Mas- leadership. It's yeah. the same fucking oh, thing. Well, like. well yeah. yeah. Um, but what... I can't remember how we ended up talking about it, but he said something that I thought was very interesting. I was asking him how much how much fear was there between uh, you know the the manager position in the army and the lads under you, or you know, did you want the lads to be kind of terrified of you, or did you want them to be friends with you? And he mm. said this he he had a succinct way of putting it now that I'm going to butcher, but it was something along the lines of as your rank rises the fear that you have to instill in your underlings, for want of a better term, 
goes down. Mm. So at the ground level, when you start in the army, you're going to have a drill sergeant who's going to fuck you over each fucking way that he possibly can because if you need to go in and throw a grenade into a building, he needs to do what he's fucking told. End of story. Mm. But as you go up and you're over more people and you're over different types of groups of people, it's less... It's less whip and more carrot, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I suppose you're... I know it's not an exact comparison no, 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 to, no. to you guys, but like the paperwork in pipe work and welding in that and growing fucking microgreens in the mushroom tunnel in Castledown, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, like. of course, but a lot of things, you're dealing with the same thing. You have a client. Yes. So what's your client's expectation? They want to hand it over right first time. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to get a, a bag of shit that you're going to hand over. Oh, yeah, just whatever you're giving them 300 pots or whatever it is but I just farted them shit but sure look we'll say nothing I'll put them over what's going to happen they're going to get those come back to you why are you handing over shite you know so it's about making sure that everything that you hand over to that client is good because why because you want them to order more of course so it's again it's the same thing it's about reputation you want to hand over something that's going to say right well they actually done a great handover of that work or job we want to hire them again yes so it's the same thing there's a likability factor that comes into it as well I think though because I know and again just from my own personal experience I'd always produce a better product whatever that was whether it was a fucking email or something that I was making it'd always be done to a higher standard if the manager was somebody that I liked and respected yeah well look that's true life right so it's a matter of um, a guy so we would have had supervisors over us throughout the day and it's a matter of there's one fella saying listen lads I need you to stay on tonight has to be done. You'll stay on. There might be another fellow that said the same thing and you're like, no, I'm going home. Yeah. And that's just respect. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. And it's how you lead. So I'd done a, a UCD course there um, just for the last couple of months. And it's funny again, really, I suppose, is everything in life. Like, um, so, like, leading, how you lead and how you want to be a leader and how you want people, as one good uh, saying is that, you're only a leader if just people following you, do you know. Yes. So, like, you can be barking away and saying this and that. If there's no one following you, like, sorry. If if you leave somebody, if you tell somebody you want them to do something, and you go away, and you come back to that person two days later, and they still haven't done, then you're not much of a leader then, because they're they're not they're not buying into what you want to to do. So you have a goal, like your goal that you had a team of lads over there when you were working, yeah. You had patter on that? Yeah, yeah, a couple of lads working you know with mean? me, yeah. You went away. When you went away, what happened? Oh, the lads fucking did what had to be do. They had the Done same. Even. Your goal was to do this, this and this. And they had the same. They bought into that. Yes. So it's like anything. Like you can be, I can go away and have these great ideas or you could have these great ideas. And then you have to go away and do a certain section of that somewhere. You come back and the rest has gone to bag of shit. Why? Because these people are not going to give a shit. Clock in, clock out. Yeah, get so paid. no matter what kind of a leader you are, you need to make sure that there's people behind you that follow you and are doing the exact same thing you want. You said there, no matter what kind of a leader you are, yeah. what kind of a leader are you? Good question. So that's something I'm still trying to find out and I'm still trying to work at. So as I said, when I, I done this course, um, there were so many things that... I thought I had to be, I thought I had to be like a little dictator. I thought I had to be stern, but you don't. You can be, you can get what you want out of people by being nice too. But again, there's a balance of being nice, 
and too nice. Yes. Because the too nice, you're walked over. Yes. And that's the last thing. Because if you are getting walked over by somebody and they're, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done, I'll get it done, and it's not done, then that drives me insane, you know. Like, it's a matter, you're saying it's going to be done, right? So, not a bother friend, I'll call back two days later. Oh, it's not done. Why isn't it done? Oh, this, this, and this. That drives any man insane. Yeah, of course. You know? And I said, why didn't you ring me a day ago? And I could have helped you out there. Oh, uh, uh, so that's, that's the thing you don't want. You want people that will follow you, but you want them to be their own little small bit of a leader in themselves. As I said, you two lads there, that you know if you go anywhere, if you're gone for two days, you're out for two days sick or whatever, it's done. You'll come back and everything's done. Oh, without a doubt. Like, I had no worries down yeah. there whatsoever. Like, exactly. Jesus, the lads were fucking fantastic. And that, that's massive. Like, so again, Oh, just stop. How did you build that? Well, it's, I suppose it's, there's a couple of elements to it. Uh, number one, first and foremost, I hired mates of mine. Do you know that kind of way? So, yeah, but like, how many people have hired mates? And that's very a true. Fucking nightmare. Yeah, no, like, that that is very true. Like, you the can o- give somebody an opportunity in life, and unless they're willing to grasp it, then you're at nothing. Like, yeah, like, no, very much so. Oh, 100 percent. Like, there's so many people. Like, uh, there'll be lads uh, telling, "Oh, can you get me a job? Can you job?" And I'd be like, I'd be very reluctant to give my name to somebody unless I thought that person was good. You know? Because yes. You don't want your name, oh yeah, sure, he's useless. And there is fellas out there that will just come in and they don't give a shit. And it's hard. Hard. Especially if you, especially for like you, you're running a business. I'm not running a business. So, whatever about me, there is an end result, but there's a lot more tiers above me. But for you, you are the high tier and everything has to be done right. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny now that you say because I never really... I suppose I, I, I don't know if I go as far as to say I didn't appreciate the lads but I probably lost sight of like I, I certainly took leaving them to their own devices and everything getting done to a perfectly good standard I definitely took that for granted mm. because I reckon if I didn't if I was in a different position and I wasn't able to hire mates of mine and I was getting blind strangers like you'd know all about it if you went off for like a day or two and you come back and nothing was fucking done. Like, do you know what I know? And especially in my line of business, because my 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 what I do and what I promise, but my unique selling point to my customers is, I'm going to be in your yard every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock in the morning with 150 boxes, 52 weeks of the year, no exceptions. So if a week and a half previous the lad have hired, you know, forgot to soak the seeds on the Monday and didn't soaked them till the Tuesday that means that the fucking stuff isn't ready on the Monday and it can't be delivered on the Tuesday exactly. and it's just it's a balls and you vague in your face oh absolutely I've, I've lost I've lost my unique selling point of the business exactly. so the guy just goes oh you know I didn't soak them yesterday but I soaked them today you know yeah. what's the big deal yeah. Jesus Christ yeah, the big exactly. deal is the, you your livelihood is hinged on my business yeah. doing what it's supposed to do but that's what I'm saying so it's no different like we all want to just create something that as you said there right that you need you need people to be at a certain level right but how do you get the person to that level did you show the boys at a very very small stage did you so in the thing I learned um, the last couple of weeks about micromanaging right so it's something that if you micromanage somebody right it's a bad thing to do continuously because you get drawn into a small task right but for me I believe if you micromanage certain things that you believe a structure so if you have a structure where you have to do X, Y, and Z, right? So from steps one to ten need to be done perfectly, right? And in your business, a hundred percent that needs to be done because if you miss one of those components or one of those steps in one to ten, you're screwed, aren't you? Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. So it's a matter of how did you teach those boys? Did you just say right this, this, and this, or did you actually go into 
fine detail on each one of those steps? I suppose, again, I was, I was lucky in a sense because the lads that I've had with me, like the two boys, Padron and Podge there, uh, let's say at the start of last year now, uh, and even the lads that I've had before that, they very much, they learned on the job with me because because I started from such a small starting point mm. from, from like oh the, yeah your like. story's class like I love listening to your ah, story it's, it's great ah lad fucking man at your soap that went from nothing to where you've done like and you're just unfortunate as well like because remember I was at last I made two visits and within the six months it was just incredible what of the, the business in Castleton oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was incredible how it grew so quickly like but like I don't think you appreciate what you've done either I don't like because I it's like everything. It's like the lads that we were all mates. Or like we we know each other pure randomly. Like so, um, it's amazing when you bump into people. Like and your story, especially because like uh, I don't know. What, I think it was after we were playing cards one night and we uh, were walking home at maybe half two in the morning, or whatever it was, and we just stood outside the petrol pumps. We were just chatting for ages about things, right? But just I get fascinated about people, right? I'm, massive thing about people and learning new things it's like the lad Ivor that was on the podcast a couple of times right so just hearing things and just it, just the stories is great you know you can actually just buy into what they're doing but the likes of your story right it's a story that you could write a little book on it's a little fairy tale it's a little Disney like that this boy coming from what happened and all of a sudden you went up and you brought a business from nothing from growing it out in the fucking tunnel out here wasn't it yeah in the back garden yeah, yeah. and you brought it to a business that was just um, I don't know how much your takeover was for per annum or anything like that. But well, like, there was tr- three of us fully employed, three men incredible. fully employed. It started off in a ten foot by twenty yeah. foot polytunnel in the back even, garden. Um, again, like I know we're talking about me, but like you look at leadership and management, right? And then the, I'll never forget the the first time I was on about the the lean. Remember we talked about lean as well. Yeah, yeah. But it was just funny the way you had certain setups. Then all of a sudden, right, I got a forklift in and that just transformed. But it's amazing that just one little piece of something can just transform things and actually make things better and quicker. Oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. And it's, mm. it's been brilliant because, again, like as, as you were saying there a second ago, because I started from such a small mm. uh, acorn, say, at the start, I was able to nearly double the size of what I was doing every six months. Do you want to kind of way like if, if I had started differently, if I had started with a hundred grand loan and I yes. employed two people, yes. you know, on day one, yeah. and and did it from there, I at that if I had done it that way, then I would have had to micromanage whoever it was that was working for me and said, right, you need to do this, and then you need to do this, and then you need to do this because if this isn't done, then you have to do that, and blah 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 blah, and it would have been a big management fucking nightmare. But because I was bringing it from something so small it was growing all the time so the day somebody new started with me two months later they were helping me completely rebuild the grow room from scratch yeah, 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 so yeah. you know if you were there six months it was as if you were there from the very beginning because yeah. the very beginning kind of happened every fucking every other week like you know and as you said like getting the free or getting the the forklift that was a fucking game changer yeah, was, getting yeah. the fridge that was a game changer doubling the size of the grow room game changer uh, getting the new premises down the road game changer all these different things mm. completely totally and utterly overhauled everything basically yeah um, but in a great way so in relation to me managing the lads they were learning on the job like I was learning we, we were literally making it up as we went along and because yeah. I don't have a background in horticulture I don't have a horticulture degree I'd never ran a business before 
and I was making it up as I went along, I'd be genuinely asking the lads for their input. Do you, yeah. do you know what I kind of way? It yeah. wasn't just piecemeal. Again, it wasn't trying to promote them. You involved them. them then. So I had to. Yeah, I know. I fucking had to. Again, <laughs> they bought into it, didn't see? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you can get people to buy into, not alone your own thinking, but getting them a chance to actually change. Like, what way do you... Like, getting people to have an input to say, right, what way do you think? Right, what, what do you believe we can do here? Like that. That's a massive draw. And as you could see, like, from the boys, when I was down there, like, because there was a day I went down and two boys were building... Um, was before the, uh, the germination cells. Germination cells. You know yeah. what I mean? And just two boys were plugging away. They had the idea. Do you know what I mean? And it's just they knew what they had to do and they were going to do it. You know? Yeah, that that was a perfect example actually of how the lads would work with themselves because we we were trying to get the seeds to germinate in a in a, a timely fashion because summer and winter there was a bit of variance and there was a few bits and pieces we'd fucking mould issues that haunted us for ages. Yeah, Jesus, remember that actually? Like, oh, a year and a half. My wasn't fucking it? business was on knife edge for a year and a half. And then the pandemic hit like fuck two me, two like, months two months after I drew a line through mold problem. Remember you? Covid yeah. hit. Remember you dumped? I was out there that day and you were dumping everything. Like ah, the amount of stuff that I've had to dump because of mold and then subsequently because of fucking covid. Because the the constant thing about covid is, and it's it's funny because when uh, when an announcement is made, right, all the restaurants are shut on Tuesday, say. Um. But what about the stuff I've grown for next Thursday yeah. and next Tuesday? And, you know, like there'd be, I'd have always have two weeks kind of work, yeah. like kind of half ready ahead of myself. Um, and I'm lucky because a lot of farmers would have maybe months worth of work done in oh, advance. Yeah. Do you know what I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was dumping things when everything was closed down. But then when things open back up again, you have to open up two weeks early to get everything ready and then they close it down again <laughs> okay. and it's just... Oh, like the, I, I like there before Christmas when we opened up uh, after the, the second lockdown, yeah. I lost nearly three grand oh. for opening up. I would have been three grand the richer if I just fucking didn't bottom me hole, basically. Yeah. But if I don't bottom me hole, my customers will go elsewhere yeah, and exactly. then when the yeah, time yeah, comes yeah. that I do start things back up, they're already dealing with someone else. Yeah. See, See you have to you have to be in it, but like, look, that's just fucking. Well, that's it's just life it. at the moment for you, really, isn't it? Like, it is, but you see, this is the thing, and I've been meaning to do a solo on this. I've been threatening to do this. I've had this idea in my head for ages on one of the but solos. Th- which idea? You have a million. I ideas. fucking know. You Tell were, me about it, brother. Tell me about it. When you went on there the other week, uh, it was kind of like you you were refocused on something. Then all of a sudden, you went into attention. You're going to do this, 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 and this. And my head was like. Oh, it's gonna blow up. How the fuck are you gonna do all this shit? <laughs> well, look, I have the rest of my life to do. Well, you it, have, you, know? you have, you have. But like, in fairness, you when you set yourself to a little idea, it's like this fucking. We should have a video of this place. It's class altogether. This um, podcast room. You're after reminding me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break fucking. Uh, I'm gonna break podcast protocol here, and I'm gonna get my phone, and I'm gonna take the picture. Yeah, I told you I was gonna take. There we go. I have it now. Big beetroot head. I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually warm in here. I'm shocked. It's warm. I thought I was gonna have winter woolies on when I came down. Here. Yeah. Well, the, the radiator is there. You see, oh, uh, man, just for the nice. benefit of the people at home, we're in the back of my van at the side of my house in yeah. the uh, state of the art. State of the art. <laughs> like this is. This uh, is the quirkiness of quirkiness. This is COVID safe mobile podcast studio, but I, I haven't sorted power yet, so there's an extension lead running out here. Oh, all right, yeah. so I have a radiator plugged in here, and everything's yeah. fucking oh, it's a hundred percent like magic. And um, but the plan is obviously to get I don't know either. I'm torn between a big battery bank and an inverter and a generator. Inverter, like there again, actually tr- throughout your podcast now again, like I've been listening so much because it's great. Just uh, uh, said. 
your first uh, the lockdown where you done the every day. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one Tuesday. It was just I just t- put on the podcast and I just call that the random Tuesday. That was because you just came up with something that was just mind blowing. I think it was about. Um, so I was behind as I was telling you that time, but, um, but Christ. Okay. There was many gods, and there was many times there was you were saying about um, twelve apostles, another Christ. There were so many different gods with the same story for throughout. Yeah, there's been so many prophets that have been born to the Virgin Mary, born on December twenty third, had twelve disciples, went round healing the sick and curing the blind, and walking on water and turning yeah, water into so wine. All that jazz. For me, like it's kind of I didn't know any of that shit, so it's like what it's mind blowing when you hear stuff like you know again like. Uh, I don't listen like yourself. I wouldn't do the radio too much. I didn't, like last couple of years, I wouldn't do too much. You know, you're not listening to shite. You know, you're not listening to people's opinions too much because there's a lot of dictatorship of people saying this and that. But for me, it was kind of listening to the podcast last couple of months. Those things that I've learned is crazy. <laughs> so pure random shit, like. But it's great though, isn't it? Because like, there's so much. There's certain things like even that thing about about Jesus, like. Um, like it depends on what kind of humor you're in when you're listening to it, but mm. information like that can just blow your oh, fucking blew my mind. mind. Like, do you know what I mean? It can really not even blow your mind, but it can blow but, but apart you, your worldview. Yeah, but if you look at it, though, right? So for for me, the, I'm not a, a practicing Catholic or anything like that, but like, there was one God. Fair enough, there's other. But then all of a sudden, you were telling me that there was the same storyline in different centuries, all this kind of stuff. It's like, what the. F- you know, and it's even the remember the the underwater. Uh, remember the land that's underwater around here. Yeah, What's yeah. The name of that uh, Atlantis. Yes. Mm. But even likes of that, you know, I never even heard it. So I started googling shit then after that, you know. Or Doggerland is that Doggerland, what you're Sorry, Doggerland. Doggerland. But Atlantis is the same thing, like. Yeah, but the Doggerland one was mad altogether when you threw up the the pictures of the maps and all that kind of stuff as well, like. So why why isn't this stuff taught in schools? Like I mean, I mean we've yeah, known about this stuff forever. Like. School, sure. If you think you know, well, it is actually. You know, I was always saying it for years and years. Mindfulness, like that, should be one thing that should be driven into kids. Like, but now, as you're saying, it is starting to be taught in schools, and which is very good. Like I know the daughter, know the last two years probably that they have brought the likes of that into school. You know, and when you say that, like, what have they done, or how, how have they brought it um, in? So. Does meditation, they're actually getting them to meditate and everything. So even like the homeschooling there, um so it's second lockdown they were doing it, um, meditating. So the daughter was telling me on the Friday that they're meditating at whatever time, you know, and getting the kids to be mindful like in ways that they're doing say I suppose the biggest thing they're making them doing bullying and all that kind of stuff as well, making them mindful of what a bully is and how you bully people and social media, like it's a big thing as well. Um so as a parent, like my kids are She's going to be 12 this month and he's only 8. But, like, no one teaches you how to be a parent, you know. And there's stuff through life that we never knew how to deal with when we were growing up. But how do we teach our kids properly? Like, in, like mindfulness is the biggest thing. If I can teach my kids anything, it's mindfulness. It's breathing. It's meditation. Any kind of those things that will actually help them throughout their life. Now, I, I think I have a fairly good idea of, of what you're talking about. But can you flesh it out for two reasons? One to make sure that we are actually talking about the same thing and two just to fill in people who mightn't be sure what you mean by by mindfulness say and meditation and breath and breathing and all that like what what is it to you yeah well as I said to you earlier I wouldn't be any uh, expert in any one of them but like over the last couple of years I kind of dipped my toe into a couple of different things but the meditation just um, even actually um, remember guys start off with Wim Hof 
past guest and friend of the show, yeah, Daniel exactly Gavin. Right. Yeah. So it's like the likes of that, right? So again, or even patterns. Why? Why do you do stuff? I noticed myself the last couple of weeks. I'm saying why as well. So they're little mindful things, you know. So it's a matter of you're questioning yourself. You're aware of what you're, what's going on. Like you were saying there, oh, how many times you go over to the fridge and eat, blah blah blah. But then the why is making you aware. So there's a book I read, Eckhart Tolle. And it's a, it's living in the now, or I yes. shouldn't even say read. I listen. I don't really read books, but listening and just that awareness of now, like two of us are right here, right now. Nothing else in the world matter. Like the, you know, I mean? we're good, we're safe, we're fine. But it's the likes of the kids. Now, my young fella there, he would suffer bad with the the worrying, running the mind, running away with itself, um, can't lose. Just normal kid stuff, you know. Yeah. But over the last couple of weeks and months, or even the supposed couple of years, he's developed a little stutter, you know. So what I'm saying, I'm probably going to have to beat in track about the mind. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Just the likes of uh, what he's done, right? So the stutter came in and... No, I, I indirectly didn't say anything to him, but I've been doing other stuff with him. But his mindfulness now, right, is um, when he gets the stutter... He now will go, right? So okay, he just makes that sound with he, his mouth. He's he's stuttering, he can't get the words out, but he'll go, and all of a sudden he'll start to talk. It just resets him. He's actually, yeah, so he's done that. So I asked him, How, who taught you that? Oh no, I just did it myself. No way. Yeah, and he's eight years of age, so he knows that there's something that, that there's something wrong with why can't he get his words out, and he set a trigger in his mind. To actually get him to talk. It's mad, like, you know, and again, we can't do enough for what I do with the kids is the breeding. The breeding is massive. The Wim Hof, right? Even the likes of that, right? So even my eight year old and twelve year old, we we'd lie in the bed and we do the, the the Wim Hof, right? And I have this thing in Tibetan singing bowls, right? That if I go to bed at night to music, you know, so it's just soothing music when you go to sleep, right? So got the kids in that the last year, right? So I've been pushing it big time and it's good and they've grown because of it and the likes of him there, he was scared of the dark for a while. We worked on that for a couple of weeks, just the breathing, got him to relax at night time, and then we started brought in a bit of music for him. I know he's not waking up during the middle of the night scared or nothing you know, the last. I think it's 11 nights. He's on 11 day streak he is at the moment. Savage, and you yeah. put that down to the, the breathing, the Wim Hof. Oh, breathing. Well, yeah, but so again, as I said to you, right, so it's snippets of everything, okay? So um, there's... Uh, what's his name? Oh, there's this other monk as well, right? Um, can't think of the name of the book. Something, Geelong. All right, I can't think of it. I don't know. Doesn't matter, anyway. But um, again, through him, another thing then as well, taking a snippet. That's what I'm saying. I take snippets out of everything you learn, right? So it's like the podcast. You'll be hearing things. You take snippets from that. Books. Listen to books. So I'm in the car maybe two hours a day. So over the last couple of years, I get audiobooks, listen to books going in. So you take little snips from everything. But as I'm saying, I teach, I be bringing it to the kids. They mightn't grasp onto everything. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you keep bringing little bits, and all of a sudden something will sit with them. It's like myself or like you, you're yourself. You'll hear a couple. Of, you could hear a full conversation, but you'll take one little snippet from that, and you'll run with that. Yeah. And it's the same thing with me with information I'm getting from the audiobooks. I'll take one little snip because it suits me that day. Yes. I'll run with that. So with Aaron over the last couple of weeks, months, really, like keep keep on to different things 
and he's just taking his own little things and he's doing his own little mindful choices. The daughter then would be very good. She's Wim Hof. She will go into the bed and she will do her Wim Hof every night and do the breathing. And, and it's good. We even done the cold showers during the Christmas period as well. Savage. Just a bit of a buzz and a bit of crack. And again, like that's something that... It's not as if my parents never taught me how to be mindful or anything like that, but it's in this world that we're living in now. It's getting more and more and more, you know. Like, uh, as I was saying to you earlier on, even on the news today, I was hearing some woman that just was a bit of a... She used to do yoga, then she'd done a, uh, done a course, a yoga course, and now all of a sudden she's got her own well-being and all that, and she was over in 92FM and promoting her online course and all that kind of stuff now as well, and she does retreats and everything. So mindfulness is just everywhere. And awareness is everywhere now. Over the last couple of years, well, and it's I, only going to get more and more. I, I couldn't agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more. And I'm delighted to hear you say that. Like when I asked, was it Wim Hof that cured your the young lad's bit of a stutter? I I fell into a trap that I think a lot of people fall into, and it's the it's the silver bullet. Do you know they they want yeah. they want a cure? No, so it's yeah. like so Wim. So basically, what you're saying is Archie Wim Hof cured your yeah. kids' fucking stutter, and yeah. it's like. No. no, and it's it's. I think it's very very rare that something does cure something. It's always, yeah, it's always a kind of a bit you know, of everything. The with Aaron um, again when he was young. So in 2013 he got uh, eczema. You know, so he was only maybe four months. So he had eczema. Fuck me! I went through every cream in the world. It's a skin, a dry skin yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, eczema. So his body was 90 percent covered in. Um, it was like a boiling kettle spilt over him when he was four months old. And it's just destroyed. So, um, and that all came on a sudden when he was thirteen. No, no, no. When he was uh, four months old. In oh, sorry, 2013, sorry. Thirteen, sorry. Yeah, in two thousand thirteen, it was. Ah, okay. There we yeah, go. So, just about a little bit of everything. Like, so in the end, there was a cream that I got that actually did cure it, but it was part of a lot of creams. That we yes. Did. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just one given thing, but the. There was people getting on to me because the new Aaron had it. And, oh, what cream did you use? And I said, look, I used this, this and this. Yeah, but which one? It's like, well, I used that for this month. This, do you know what I mean? You keep continuously doing it. So whether it was two or three creams that actually got it to the stage where there was 15%. Now, there was there was the stuff. Um, do you ever believe in coincidences now? Well, we were only talking about coincidences there before the podcast. Uh Define coincidences. Right. So <laughs> another, another. Well, the, in 2013, right. So the last book I read was called The Secret. Right. In 2013, Law of Attraction. Right. So it was a lot on to it happened. No, sorry. In 2013, I'm wrong. So in 2013, a fella told me about it. Right. So it was um, on about I should get this book because whatever he thinks it'd be good for me. So I moved job, and as I said. Um, when I moved job, I, I was on the bus going in and out to work, right? So, in Law of Attraction, it's about drawing in, it's about believing what you want, you have it already, right? So, I just kept saying, oh, Aaron's going to cure of the eczema, right? That's all. Because it was just, like, the eczema was there from 2013 to maybe the end of 2014. But it was maybe April 2014. or No, it was May 2014 I found this cream that did really work I suppose and it was just a pure coincidence so in 2013 a, f- a fella told me about this stuff that was up in Monaghan it was called um, The Cure right so it was a woman made it wasn't any pharmaceutical or anything like that right so 
this did bring the, bring it down, right? So, like as I said, it was ninety percent, eighty five percent of his body was fully um, covered in covered. eczema. Yeah. So, this guy was telling me about this stuff you put on, it's like tar. So, his wife actually got cancer. So she, I never pushed him to tell me where he got it. So I left, and so always talked about this cream was going to be the cure. So in two thousand and fourteen, then I started reading the Law of Attraction, the Secret, right. So it was about pulling in, saying that you're going to believe that you're going to find it. So I was like that for a couple of months. Sorry. And um, then in 2014, uh, May, I was inside getting my hair cut inside in town, inside in Fairgreen. And I was going in to get another cream inside in town. There wasn't a health shop inside it. There was another cream somebody had told me about. So I was just telling you on the barrage, yeah, I'd gone into the health shop inside to get this cream. And she said, why don't you just try the, pharma, pharmacy, uh, the pharmacy across the road? Do you want to cross on the fair green? Yeah, on the corner there. Yeah. So I just, all right, yeah, perfectly sure. I would never have went in there. So I walked in and I went, so I went in and I said to you, I'm looking for this cream. My son has bad eczema. And she says, did you ever hear about the woman up in Monaghan? This like, is the pharmacist said this. Yeah. Okay. And I says, do you want to put cure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a woman of Manhattan. I says, I've been looking for her for years. A fella told me about it, or for a year, a uh, fella had told me about it, but I never um, got the number or nothing. So that day, she gave me the number. So within the two weeks, then I got that stuff, and it did. Now, in fairness, it brought it down. It healed it so so well, but it never cured it totally. So sorry, just to be clear, this woman you met in uh, Monaghan gave you a cream to bring home to give she, to your kid. Yeah, it was. I went up like uh, you drove up to the back of nowhere. Like so, I asked her, says, uh, "What's in it?" She says, "The cure." I says, "What's in the, <laughs> the cure?" <laughs> right? Sorry, just looking, so, just thinking of the list of ingredients. You know, yeah, the yeah, cure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was a pot, and it smelled like ash. Okay, right. So she says to me. You need to go home, paint it all over his body, and uh, you're you're going to have to burn the clothes afterwards. And I was like, oh, is that like a ritual thing? Oh, no, no. She said, it'll just be destroyed. Phew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tar. It was like tar, painting tar onto your son. So that, that did bring it from the 90% down to maybe 15, 20%. And there was other creams then that helped it to bring it to to eliminate nearly altogether like still a little okay. bit there but um, it's just sorry I ranted there but like it was no, that, God, co- but by that all coincidence means. of uh, that random thing but again that law of attraction I was saying like that if you put it out there it'll come back in that vibes do you know what I mean it's like what you put out there you'll get back yes I believe in oh look I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you but I think now I haven't read the, the secret book mm. I, I suppose a, a complaint that I would have from hearing other people talk about it is that once you do that, that's all you need to do. No, yeah, no. You know, I, I don't. I think a lot of the time people read that book and are left with a feeling that very much once if it's like, but it's like everything, right? So it's like everything. You have to keep working on it. Like as I said to you, like my mind would be wandering, like fucking nineteen negativity coming in left, right, and centre at times. Or even this weekend, it was just a cloud hanging over me for most of Saturday and all this and then maybe up to 10 o'clock today and just whatever it was I needed to keep at and just try to shake it off and just work it off like and just again you're just thinking negative shite you know what I mean there's either stuff getting into your head that you want to get done so then all of a sudden uh, procrastination as we always said you know like that something people suffer big time from and I'm massively from that it's just 
letting the bill let the bill let the bill and then it's fucking just on top of you then like and it's like that in life then as well like everything gets on top of you like oh without a doubt things that are just minor little things yeah. become huge big things and there's 20 of them and you can't see fuck, you can't see the wood from the trees and then the walls cave in and yeah exactly then because unknowns to yourself because you've been so down for the last month, she thinks that there's a fucking problem yeah. and she thinks that and you're a fucking she, prick. If she goes down with you as well, you're bollocks all together. Oh, just stop. Off <laughs> a cloud around the place. Yeah, no, without a doubt. But I think the biggest part of awareness or mindfulness to me, at least, is just being aware, just even noticing, like, yeah. fuck, I've been in a fucking pisser yeah. of a humour for, yeah. the, for the last 10 hours yeah. or a week. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, it, it, as I said, like, it's... I'm 43 years of age, right? So, since, fair enough, the law of attraction, the secret, I, I was introduced 2014, but maybe from 2016, I've really gotten into learning more about the mindfulness, right? So, as I said, I I, I take snippets from everything, you know, like I'm a master of nothing, which is, a, in a way, a bad thing. Like, it's, I'd love to just, and I have to do it, I think, just do it, is meditation. I really want to get into a state where I can actually stay in meditation for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and just be there. Now again, what is 20 minutes or 30 minutes of meditation? I'm not too sure either, but that's where I'd like to get to a little zone like that because um, even when you lie still in bed and you try to just relax totally, it's just stuff flying into your head. It's like a busy road. And as I said in What Happens... You just grab onto one of them and you're going away for the ride. Yeah. Do you know? And all of a sudden that ride is thinking this, this, this and this. And sure, before you know it, you're in a load of shite, but you haven't even left your bed. Yes. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, yeah. So you just get caught up with one of those thoughts and you ride away with it instead of just sitting back and just observing. As the, there's a headspace. Do you ever see that app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just has a lovely little cartoon of just being on a busy road and... It's, a, it's a great analogy, actually. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. Uh, you love that word, analogy. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and my little sayings. <laughs> the, other one, the other words you love as well. Oh, no, here we go. Oh, this is fucking hilarious, because uh, I've been listening to you fucking and all along, but uh, there was another... Uh, a lad came on the phone to me only two weeks ago, and he used the same word, and I just must have laughed for about five minutes on the phone, <laughs> lad, and he hadn't the fucking foggy do what I was on about, lad. Digress, is it? Or... Digress. Oh, Jesus Christ. The amount of fucking times you said that. Or rabbit hole is I do one. digress a lot, oh, to be fucking God, fair. Oh, my stop. The amount of rabbit holes you go down and you digress back up. But your man said it anyway. I digress. And I just had to. I just pissed myself like it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. It was so funny, lad. Um, so where were we? Um, oh, you're talking about mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, so, again, yeah, so that busy road, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just getting caught up in that busy road, you know, and trying to get across this busy road instead of just sitting, waiting, and just let it fly by. Well, in, in keeping with the busy road, uh, there's a guy I'm a big fan of, Sam Harrison. If I have this right, he would say that the, the goal of meditation, not the goal of meditation, but how you, I suppose, get better at meditation is... Again, in keeping with the whole road analogy thing is, so when you're in your meditative state or you're trying to be in your meditative state, you're, you're sitting beside, let's say, this road and there's cars going by, what, what Harris would recommend you do is observe the cars as they pass yeah. and let them go. Yeah. The idea being that if you keep doing that, that the road will get progressively busier. And the, the goal of meditation, if there even is a goal of meditation, yeah. is to, at the very least, reduce the amount of traffic on the road, ideally to the point whereby there's no traffic and there's just peace I suppose 
Um, but from a more strictly kind of scientific viewpoint, I think it's good to just let the brain wind down every so often. Oh, because yeah. I find, and I think that there'll be a bit of crossover here between me and you, I feel as though my brain operates at, you know, high revs, mm-hmm. basically. And from the second that my eyes open in the morning, bzzz, the brain is just humming along. And I find that I have to feed that yeah. in order to stay sane yeah, because okay. if I'm not feeding that with different rabbit holes or interesting yeah. people or different Wikipedia pages I internalise it and I start ruminating and I start going over and over the same things all the yeah. time and it all gets negative and you get into that you positive feedback thing, loop yeah. Yeah, yeah. and if I find that if I sit still I tend to kind of eat myself alive but the idea of meditation is is just to get comfortable with that and to not let it override you I suppose yeah um, now I say that as a man who doesn't meditate yeah okay yeah, but, but <laughs> again uh, but this is the thing right and it's the interpretation of what meditation is like do you yes. know what is meditation that, that's what I'm saying like o- unless somebody can show you a video of meditation what is meditation do you know because like you're reading a book you're listening to uh, audios you're listening to or whatever like and it's their interpretation of what meditation is and they're telling you how to do it and where to get it but until you actually experience it, like what is, like we can be quiet in mind, which again, my theory, oh, did we talk about it before? Like you hear the monks, the way they can go into meditation for days and days. Yes. But what are they doing in those? What What is going on? I don't think anything's going on. Yeah, that's what I... But I think that's the goal. Yeah, I, think I know, it's... but that's, that's what I'm saying. So what is the goal? Like, you know, is the goal is you just... What's that guy's name, Sam Harris? Sam Harris, yeah. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to see if he's an audio book and start listening. Oh, he does. He yeah. has his own... Um, he is the equivalent of Headspace. He has his own guided oh. meditation app, yeah. That's oh, he's is. huge into it. His missus actually might even be more interested in... A- Annika Harris, I think her name is. Yeah. And her shtick is um, meditation and mindfulness for children. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like your man. Do you know Brezzy, do you? Yes. Yeah, he's doing. Uh, he wrote little books as well for kids. Yeah, about mindfulness good. and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He suffered with suicidal. I don't know. Thoughts yeah. and the like, didn't Again, he? it was just. Um, I was speaking to a girl before Christmas, and I was just saying about the, the young fella, and she was saying, "Oh, do you know about Brezzy's books? You know." So again, as I said, we got one of the books, like, and it's like everything. You give him little snippets, and the child takes it. Just give him enough. Give them enough information that they can take a few little snips of something and let them work themselves. Because one thing's for sure, it's very hard to teach your, your kid where they're meant, uh, they're meant to follow you in your ways, right? So that's what I'm saying. I need to be, like we all say, we're going to be super fit, we're going to exercise, I'm gonna, our kids are going to follow us that way. But sure, we don't. We don't exercise the way we should. Well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about you. Well, I, I do. One thing that I do do is train. Yeah, but, but, but again, you do, tra- do you train in front of your, your kids? Do your kids see you train? Well, my kids will be very familiar with the yeah. idea of me heading out the door for a run and not yeah. coming back for an hour. That would be a da- literally a daily thing. Like, yeah, so like, kn- knuckles buddy, I'm gone running and yeah. I'm, out, I'm gone out the door. But it just, if they see you practicing something continuously, I believe that they, they would actually, or you practice stuff with them. Now again, don't pick me up in any other way that I'm not doing this fucking 24-7 with my kids. I'm not. I give them little snippets. If I'm busy, I'm not doing anything with them or whatever. But any time I can, it's just to give them tiny little snippets that I could only imagine if I was learning a few bits and pieces at eight years of age that I'm teaching my young lad that, fuck me, would definitely be a different person to where I am today, you know? 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, it would so, so help you so much. But it, we're treading on an interesting point here, I think, because my understanding of it is your kids will learn from what you do far more than from what you say. So I heard it put before, I thought it was very well put, that if you're telling your kids to, let's say, be mindful and be mm. and to do meditation and all the rest of it, if that's not what you're doing, all you're doing is yeah. confusing them. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's you all you're doing. Practice. Practice what you preach. Yeah, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Like, and I think another thing that something that I'm only after realizing myself of late is that I be I my, I I have to forgive myself at times for trying to be to Fionn, who's my six year old son. I do try and be to him what I wanted from my dad yeah. when I was six. Yeah, but Fionnis in me when I was six. But that that's something actually that. You said that your dad died when you were 13. Mm. My dad died when I uh, I was 13, right? So it was something you had... Uh, it was one of your earlier podcasts. And just the way... Do you ever ask, would you be who you are today if your dad was alive and had brought you through your teenage years? Oh, God, no, there's no way I could possibly be the same. Do you know what I mean? So... So what you're saying, it was is a good thing. No, <laughs> I don't well, really, I'm just saying, I'm only like, taking the piss, of course, wrong, yeah. of course. Because I remember my uncle, like, um, said I met him once, and he said something about that there was uncles and cousins there, you know, and it was saying all about how the cousin was like their father. It was like there was a break, and it was like, yeah, but you're different here. You you didn't grow up with your father, kind of thing. Yes. No, my dad would have been sick for about maybe seven years, so he had a tumor. Okay. So it would have been an earlier age that he would have been, say, a couple of operations, three operations, something. So it would have been early, earlier, so maybe 13, he might have died. Or, do you know, actually, there's a mental block, actually. And I actually got over this mental block. I was 14 when, I di- when he died. Okay. I always thought I was 13. Don't know why. And it was only about two two years ago I actually realised I was actually 14. That's bizarre, isn't it? Totally crazy. Totally crazy. Total mind block. So I wasn't. I was 14. I'm wrong. So... um but it, he was for the seven years, and like um, he would have been sick, and like so, there was a lot of that, like um, where I had to grow up at a very early age. But I, I don't see myself as a a, a grown up person at an, uh, even now. Like I, I wouldn't sense myself as being a mature person. Like, and, do you know what? I, I like the fact that I'm not fucking mature. I'm silly. I do stupid things at times. Is that not a part of maturity though? Like to be. Like I, I wouldn't see somebody who is straight laced and never has the crack and never does anything silly. I, I wouldn't view that person or that type of person as being a particularly mature person. Right, I just okay. see them as a, I don't know, boring maybe. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. no, I call someone like that no crack. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah, that yeah. they were mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody that's mature to me is somebody that's, I suppose. Is wise for want of a better term, you know. They, they've li- they've lived their life and they've made mistakes and they can laugh at themselves and that that to me is maturity. Okay, yeah. that well, they've see, grown and changed. Had, yeah, no, I would have had a different view on that now, but that's interesting. So you would have seen kind of a, a authoritarian figures yeah, well, or stern yeah, figures it, as being yeah. mature. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bit corrupted, though, is it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. again, like, um, I'm very kind of open minded. Like, if I'm going to learn, as I say to my kids and. Every day is a school day. Yes. Every day you need to learn something. If you didn't learn anything yesterday, it's because you weren't listening. Yes. So that means that, 
like a friend of mine always laughs if you about politics oh I don't give a fuck about politics right now I don't care I just would say the opposite to just the nine people but <laughs> he'd always laugh you know he'd say right okay you need to nail nail the head so and i say alright so feeling good he'll come back to me two hours later and somebody else would said something and I'll just change my mind like I, I have that kind of my opinion changes and I, I kind of jump between things quick enough as well I don't know, is there a label for that? Flip-flopper. Flip-flopper, yeah, kind of. That would yeah. be a derogatory term now, a flip-flopper. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it is, but it, yeah. the term flip-flopper, yeah. you wouldn't say that about how cool someone was or how good someone was, you know. Yeah. It's a, yeah, 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 yeah. They've, not that they're spineless, but they've no, I don't know, because it's important to change your mind, very oh, important, obviously. To, like. 100%. But you don't want to be changing it with the breeze either because you want no. some sort of continuity but in but your again, thought process. politics to me... I don't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If something I care about, I'd be, I wouldn't be a flip flopper, if you know what I mean. Yes. It's like, it's a conversation, like, uh, uh, your podcast, I don't know what number it is, and um, you were just saying about um, politics and being two different types, or I don't know. Yeah, the, le- the left and the right, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know the ins and outs of politics, uh, as you said, about many seats and all this kind of stuff. I don't know anything about politics at all. Don't even. Uh, Politics is just a load of shite. It was down in Cork in 2009 or whatever year it was and there was an election on and you're standing outside the Cork hospital and he's telling all the nurses, oh, I'm going to get you this, I'm going to get you that and he's standing up on a big massive podium. He got voted in. He didn't do anything, he said to him. Do you know? Yeah. And that's all they are. They'll tell you everything and anything you want to get in. They'll do nothing for you. Their job is to get re-elected. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. That, yeah. That's, what, they're, that's yeah. what their job is. And when they get elected, why would you change the system that got you into the position that you're in? Yeah. Keep it the same. Happy days. Don't mix it up. But that's not... That's yeah, the type okay. of politics yeah. that we have in yeah, Ireland. Well, I, that's yeah, not politics, yeah, you know? Yeah, if you look at the likes of um, the guy you're on, Kamal, or not Kamal, Jesus, uh, Lavender, Alan Lawless is his name. Like, that man, like, he's done so much for the area, you know. And there is good and all that as well. Like, there's only, like, everything. There's a percentage of uh, politicians just absolute gobshites as well. But, again, look, I'm not even going to go into it because I'm not really... And, uh, yeah, no, look. Pol- politics is, just means nothing. But it's like all I'm sort of saying is that I don't really care or whatever about politics, and that's why I'd be a flip-flopper and the likes of that. There would be other things that would be a lot more... Um, opinionated on really I suppose and I, I hold my opinion on but I'd flip flop definitely on that one and all. oh no absolutely and I think most I think most people do and the shame of that is it's probably one of the most important topics and no one really gives a yeah, shit yeah well, look yeah as you said look um, what are we saying about, oh, that was very good actually GameStop yeah power to the people huh? power to the fucking to people. people absolutely do you know and, and as I said I said it on the solo I was saying wait and you see now they'll, they'll want they'll, they'll try and change something they'll try and do something and fucking right there they're all, well, all the top Wall Street heads are calling for regulation like the fucking Wall Street above any fucking organisation looking for regulation like that's just insane absolutely insane did you ever see uh, the Chinese hustle no Worth to watch. Was it a movie or? Yeah, well, it's a documentary, right? Right. So it's about um, China coming into the American stock market. Okay. And companies like so, the company over in China was saying, "Oh yeah, we're in, in next year we're going to expand and we're going to be a hundred million worth of a company," and they barely even a one million company. So right. All this investment came from the states, and people lost a lot, a lot of money. Like, but um. So one fella started investigating and went over. And when he went over then, he was just realising that there should be maybe 100 trucks coming in out of this factory every week. There's only one. 
Fuck. <laughs> Don't tell lies. But it's a Chinese law that you you're not, you can't get prosecuted for um, fraud to foreign investment. Okay, that's that's a nice one, isn't that's it? Great law, isn't it? <laughs> if you can con another country to invest in here, yeah. there's no law that you can break that yeah. we fucking give a shit about. Like. It's worth to watch, like because it's just like your um, you were saying that those the hedge. The hedge fund guys, yeah, yeah. The hedge fund guys, the way they, they bet on the fall. Yes. So the guy tells that. So one of these guys then created a fall on a company just to show people that, look at this guy's look. Um, this is all bullshit. This is all harsh shit. Yeah, it's insane, and isn't it? Went to the Congress. No one would listen to him. They're all involved. So yeah, it will look fucking good enough for them. Like. But now, as you said, no. But when the person's getting caught because... The big boys are getting caught with their money that they got lost out on. But see, this is what they can't abide by. It's the yeah. it's the common dude. Like what what's going to happen now when the fucking <laughs> when the plebs can fucking do what we can do? Like, but that that's what it is. Like, yeah. I was chatting to uh, actually Mr. McQuillan again only the other day about this, and the thought that came to mind was it was like it was like the you know the David and Goliath story. Yeah. It was like David and Goliath had been fighting each other for centuries. Yeah. Goliath had smashed David every day of the week, no questions asked. And the one day that David, you know, knocks Goliath down, Goliath starts crying about weight classes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And wants this whole this charade to stop like all of a fucking sudden like. Yeah, and that's that's literally what it is like. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Do you don't get sucked into any of that play in the stock market on apps or any of that crack, do you? Um, or do you? Just chatting to a guy there now recently about uh, the cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, there's one there now. In fairness, he's pulled maybe twenty grand out of the last couple of months. Yeah, I'm. I I'd be scared about this kind of I stuff. No, but you know what, lad? It look, it's down to everything that if you can afford a tenner or you can afford a hundred euros, you can afford a thousand euros to put in. That's the problem. It's like, okay, right, I can get a thousand euros. Or I can get 500 euros, then go and invest in it. But again, you, as you said, you need your blinkers on. So that you focus on, you know what you're doing, what needs to be, where I put in my 500 euros or 1,000. But for a fellow that's, oh yeah, sure, I'll take 600 of them and 400 of those. Sure, you could be gone within an hour. But what I'm always reminded of is something, I think it was Pat O'Reilly that said to me before, and it's fucking quality. I've never heard somebody say... What was it he said? I've never heard somebody say that they've cashed in their Paddy Power money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, lads will tell you that they fucking won this and they won that and they won't tell you what they lost. And that's fair enough. That's, yeah. the, that's the joke. But you never hear somebody saying that they cashed in yeah. and they've put Paddy Power behind them and now they've got a load of money. Because it doesn't work like that. It's, no. like the, it's like the casinos in Vegas. You know, the more you win, the better treatment you get yes. so that you plough the money straight back Thank into you. it. Like, you know, oh, that's what's... Put it back in. Put That's it back in, put it back in. Because I've actually got a, two people have texted me in the last day or two, uh, sending me links to these stock market things on the back of what I was saying about GameStop. Yes. I'm going to download that app just for <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I was driving all, I was thinking, right, I couldn't download that. Just, but again, it's it's like everything, right? And I suppose this is how these kind of companies win as well. Like, is the likes of million people jump on the Robin Hood now and put, invest a, a tenner each in something, you know. Somebody's winning out of it somewhere, you know. Yes. You know, it's rarely the lad that puts the tenner exactly, in, though. Yeah, like this, this Reddit <laughs> thing now is going to set off a pattern where now they know, right, people can be kind, let's try something else, you know, and a little scam will happen. I don't know, do you ever um, look at something on the internet, on your phone now especially, and agree to accept cookies or anything like that? 
within an hour or two lad I'm always getting fucking phone calls and they're all fucking oh you want to buy this or you want to buy that yeah well I, I don't get, I don't get the phone calls but I definitely do see the ads so of no, late I'll get phone calls continuously whatever I'm doing fucking wrong are you giving your mobile numbers to websites no. or how are they ringing I don't, you I don't like, see that's the thing maybe I agree to something deep down in the phone about your contact detail I don't know I don't know well, but 100% well, I get a phone call within two hours if I'm looking at something on the internet so that I haven't um say somebody sends a video or something and you have to accept the, the cookie or something like that yes well this is a bit I must do a fucking solo on this because there's a, a public uh, broadcast announcement element to it since with all this new GDPR crack they have to ask you yeah so when you go onto a website mm-hmm. and it comes up you know if you want to watch this video or read this article click here or click here to see all our details what I would advise everyone to do is never click accept all at at the start never click just okay to watch the video go into the options basically scroll down to the bottom and there's usually accept only critical ones Mm -hmm. and click okay on that and that lets you read your article or watch your video or whatever it is without giving them the right to fucking sift through your fucking phone box or messages or whatever or whatever the hell it is like do you know what I mean Um, but again and again, it, we're late to the game on this, but that should be primary school level thing. Yeah, I know. Just yeah, like the, these days, whatever about us, like yeah. they, they couldn't have warned us about the internet when we were in primary I school. I was in. Um, so when the daughter was in fifth last year, so there was a parent um, a parent meeting, and there was a guy coming in uh, just on about social media and all that kind of stuff and telling stories and it's absolutely crazy what you hear like you know but he was just telling stories about how kids got roped in at young ages but he said he went into the classroom so while it was he'd done a visit in the classroom and he put up uh, right guys everybody put up your hand who's on Snapchat and nine tenths of the class put up their hand or on Snapchat um, what's the legal age to use Snapchat 13 and these are all 10 and 11 hilarious years. but again as he said Who's the fault? Parents. Including myself now as well. Like, um, for letting our child, your your line for your child to, to go on to something because she's not on it, which is the other side of things as well. They're not in the group, you know. So, like, I would have held my one back a lot and everything. So, everybody would have got it well before her, you know. So, it's even like the phone. Um, She wouldn't have been allowed a phone. But then all of a sudden, I think it was nine of her friends had phones for maybe eight, nine months. It was kind of right, okay, you're gonna to have to give in to because they get isolated. Yes. And that that's like we can be as stern as we want, but we have to realise the world we're living in as well, you know. Just because you never got a fucking phone when until you're well, I didn't until I was nineteen or twenty. <laughs> but that doesn't that's not that's gone now. Like my mother went to school, no shoes on, she kept telling me and she used to hunt a herd of cattle from one field into the next before she went to school. I never had to do that. So times change, you know, so if we don't move a little bit with the times, but I'd always kind of like, um, no, and a lot of parents are not just saying that I'm doing this for my kids and there's a lot of other people doing it with theirs, I'm sure. But it's, you set a boundary and just leave the boundary and just, to just move the, the, the goalpost a little bit every time, you know, in, incremental steps we'll call it, you know. Fair enough, they're not going to be as streetwise as the other one that's on doing stuff nine, ten months before them, but at least they're mindful now of what way they need to approach something. 
like my daughter will always run in and say look oh, something's ever popping up there what is it or um, I don't know if I did that right can you check so and that's what you want you just want them to come back because you just that internet is just it's bad like like we're, we're growing minlet and there's stuff on it that comes into our phones that is just fucking oh it's not suitable crazy. for me Fuck never me. mind my fucking six year old I have a fingerprint on my on my phone because of the last you wanted the kids getting your phone <laughs> fucking that whatsapp would be happening with shite yeah but it's it's mad though because I'm on one hand, you know, we as parents should be teaching our, putting our kids wide to, you know, how to, how to conduct themselves online and, you yeah. know, to know the warning signs and all the rest of it. I don't know anything about Snapchat. Like, you, maybe yeah. you do. I don't know the first thing about Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. Not a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my kids don't have phones, no, I'm, pr- I'm proud yet. to say, but he's only six. So, yeah, like, you what know, age you? I'm 37. Yeah, so you... Whatever, Fiona is five, isn't it? Six. Six, yeah. Six and a half, if you ask him. Six and a half, and you have to. Well, <laughs> that, that half is an important. Very half. important. Very important. But it's like, so, say six years' time, right, we'll say, oh, what's going to what's, what's gonna be going on in this world in six years' time? You know, it's going to be even more um, advanced, more, there'll be more push to technology. I'm sure there's going to be more and more and more stuff out there, like, Oh, well, so look it's at, the control. Like, how do you control all that? When you like, my brother is um, barely can turn on a computer. So how do you, if you can barely turn on a computer, how are you able to control or your kids' Snapchat use or, see, or, or anything <laughs> like that? You know, like I have that family link in my um, phone. You know, so I know how long they're on any app in the phone. So I've my phone linked to theirs. Okay. So. I can limit times, I can turn off stuff, I can know that they're on Snapchat for 25 minutes or TikTok for an hour, I would say, whatever, right? And she knows that, right? Now, again, maybe that might be a bit too much control, but maybe not on the other hand as well. She's aware that she has to be aware. Yes. You know, and as I just said to her there, no, I leave her off. Like, she does, she snaps out her friends uh, for school and all that. So it's a great thing, you know, it's a great way of communicating. That's the other thing as well, that... You need that kind of thing. You need that social contact that they they can't get because they're away from their friends and school and like at a young age, like could you imagine being told, Right, you're not allowed out, you're not allowed to contact people, like it's very hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you yeah. can imagine like thirteen to sixteen year olds over the last year must be very, very hard, you know. No, they probably never listened and they all hung out together anyway, but like if you've got stern parents that are keeping their kids in it will be very tough on them, I'm sure, in the the next couple of years dealing oh. with all that as well without a doubt and you don't need to be a stern parent if you live in the country well this do, is do you yeah, know yeah, yeah 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 but again the likes of the snapchat then helps so in one hand we give it and we take it so like do we want it no but yes it, it, there is goods and bad in everything you do it's but how you police it and how you the balance the life work life balance as we always say like no, oh, no, without a doubt. And the the, the old analogy is with, is with the hammer. I mean, is, is a hammer good or bad? Well, it's good if you build a house with it, and it's not great if you smash someone over the head with it. It's, and Snapchat, I suppose, is no different. No different. No, anything is no different. Like, but again, as I said, like the, the brother, he's he's out of touch. And sorry, what age is the brother? He'd be ten years. So he's fifty three. Okay, he's ten years old. So that's the thing. Like, so it's a matter of you have to stay in touch. No, again, I'm not tech savvy or nothing like that, but I know a lot more than Black and that ape, who's just totally <laughs> just in case he listened. Um, no, but uh, the thing is, is that um, 
if we can teach our kids look that's all I say I know I've probably gone on a bit about it but like if we can teach our kids little things like that will just help them it'll be just crazy oh no without crazy doubt like the, the, the mindfulness thing the, the, like you might think on one hand like what the fuck has mindfulness got to do with your Snapchat use but if you're mindful to know that you're in in, a, in any given moment you, you suddenly feel fucking terrible if you appreciate that as it happens what you'll do is you'll recognise what the similarity is so you'll say to yourself right in this moment I feel fucking terrible and I'm on Snapchat and I the last yeah, time I felt yeah. terrible I was yeah, on fucking yeah. Snapchat yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it's this fucking Snapchat yeah, thing yeah. and that's what we have to teach our kids it's not rules and regulations around the use of Snapchat it's realising you know is what you're doing in this moment making you a better person or a worse person or a, a nicer person or a more angry person or and again it, it it boils down to how you look after your own. There's a there's a guy I'm a big fan of. It. I'm sure you love him actually. Uh, Gabor Mate is his name, but he's a, I think he's a child psychologist. He's certainly a Canadian psychologist, but uh, he specialises in addiction. And his shtick about addiction is that now I'm going to butcher this, but the <laughs> gist of it is this: his definition of addiction is anything that you do that you get enjoyment from that has negative consequences in the long term that you can't stop yourself from doing. And the important thing to notice about that um, description of addiction is that he didn't mention drugs in it. So it's anything that you do mm. regularly that you enjoy that has long-term negative consequences. So if that, that could be staring at your yeah. phone, yeah. it could be on Snapchat all the time, it doesn't matter what it is. If it, if it conforms to that description, it's an addiction. And another thing that he says about, um, because I think he is, his speciality is in, in childhood psychology. And his advice for people, he gets asked all the time, you know, what what's the one thing that I should do to make sure that my kids don't grow as, up as fucked up as me, say. And his advice is sort your shit out, basically. Hmm. Become a better person yourself. Yeah. That's the gift that yeah. you give your kids. Yeah. And that's that's how you make your kids become the strong, independent, creative, happy, fucking uh, and the, autonomous like, people you want them to. Yeah, and uh, like, again, a lot of people, and I think you might be as well a little bit, I don't have to be happy-go-lucky all the time, you know. So some people think, um, oh, I, you have to be happy all the time to be happy. You don't. You don't have to be on that fucking bubble up at the very, very top all the time. It's kind of keeping that mid, that when your your lows aren't low and your highs aren't high. Yes. That you can keep that just the flatliner. You don't need to be on this roller coaster high, low, high, low, because that, that's what's wrong. Because like, oh yeah, brilliant, everything is excited, and then all of a sudden you have a little bang and you're straight down to the bottom. So it's about just having that balance, that flow, flatliner flow. No, oh, no, without, without doubt, absolutely. And I think if your kids can see that, yeah. like if your kids see you... <laughs> I definitely can't see that in me lately. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you can say lately. Yeah, well, no, look, look, at the end of the day, look, doesn't, I'm definitely not wanting to be sitting here now thinking that I'm a model parent by any means, for sure. But I'm mindful about trying to be as well. Do you yes. know what I mean? So I think that in itself is something... Um, like even uh, I, was, I was saying to you, I don't know what I'm saying this, but um, the weekend I was, oh, I don't know what the hell happened, especially yours, it was just a weird one. It's like just a cloud came over me, but um, just in a bad mood. And I was doing stuff around the house, I was flying, painted daughter's room, flying, it was brilliant. And um, the daughter even said, what's wrong with you? I was like, 
what do you mean what's wrong with me <laughs> do you know and I hadn't even said anything to her and she got the vibe off me so it just yeah, yeah. it just it, I don't know what it was again I don't know what it was that, that, that came over me but something came over me again and as I said it was nearly 10 o'clock this morning before I just fucking shook it whatever it was but again if you can be just mindful about things like that right and if your kids can be mindful about those things as well it'll be just a happier place for everybody really for them sorry I rented there for them like it'll be a happier place because it's a matter of you can keep that flatliner they'll keep a flatliner and they won't be on this thing because you can see and we were done we we were kids we show off so much and, and even I suppose today's if you're out with a gang of lads you're going to show off a little bit when you're out with a gang of lads but it's a matter of then as you said then why am I unhappy I'm looking at the phone I'm not getting text back why am I getting all this kind of stuff and that's the low high low high low high low and you just want to keep that flat yeah, well, what I, what I find for myself personally is what keeps me out of the phone is being busy. And not yeah, you you are a busy person. I, I am, but, but it's it's not, not it's not all good though. That yeah, busyness, know that, like, you know. For me, like you said there, when you wake up in the morning, you're all going, you're trying to get a new idea. For me, if I overload it with too many things, then all of a sudden I'm just procrastination. That just kicks in because then all of a sudden it's like what you done that time. You said, right, I'm committing, I'm going to do a solo each day, you know. Mm. But then you didn't realise, oh shit, I have to do other stuff on top of that then as well and I have to do this and look after the kids. And All of a sudden then, like, oh shit, I have to do, I committed, I committed. So overcommitment sometimes you're putting yourself under undue stress. Oh, without a doubt. You know, and like, is that a good thing? I don't think so. You know, like, we can't commit to stuff and get it done. But it's, if you build up too many things, like I could not work the way you work because you're able to do things and uh, I don't know what way you do it, but like you can come up with some, a lot of ideas. Look at this thing that you've created as well. like And it's been a bit, bit of a journey for you, this podcast. Like this is class altogether. Like, and then you built this mobile podcast. All a bit of a journey. Like, but there's so much going on with you. Like it's crazy where I wouldn't be able to, like even the research you put into stuff. Do you know, you have to put the blinkers on and put in research before you do a podcast. There's a lot of commitment each time, isn't there? Not really. To be, to no. be perfect, the, the solos, well, to, no. For me, no, it would be that. <laughs> well, for the, for, for the solos, the ones that I've been doing, especially the more, well, all of this season, anyway, and most of the last, is, um, like, you'll often hear me say at the start of one of the solos, okay, right, I just have to start fucking talking, and then I'll just start talking, because what I'll find myself doing is, yeah. I'll, I'll sit down to record a podcast, a solo podcast by myself, say, and I'll have fucking five pages of notes written yeah. over the course of an hour and no podcast to show for it. Yeah. And But you're th- getting so many ideas out. That's what I'm saying. Your head just continuously you're Yeah, but it's it's the there's another sound by what is it? Um analysis paralysis. Did you ever hear that one? No. Analysis paralysis. Oh no, when, actually I probably did in your podcast. Probably you probably spoke probably. To that also. <laughs> <laughs> what analysis paralysis is is you, you think about something that you're going to do to such an extent that you never do it. Yeah. And I'm certainly guilty of this next thing, which is um, be, being busy. Being busy is often, a, is is not is, but can be a form of laziness. So I'll have, let's say there's, if I if you were to ask me now, okay, Frano, you've got fucking six days to live. What do you absolutely need to get done? And I'll say, right, fuck, I'll, I need to do this, this, and this. And I go, right. And... Because I don't have fucking a week to live, I'll busy myself polishing this the screen in this studio before I sort out the battery. I need to power it. Do you know what I know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, so I'm busy. Don't, 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 I'm on top of my head. Can't can't talk to me. I'm, I'm too busy. And I'll be doing something that you know doesn't really need to Priorities. get done. 
Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a form of laziness. You know, well, you're, you're, you're avoiding doing things by doing things. Yeah, in a way. But I suppose, like, this thing about time management and managing yourself, really, I suppose, isn't it? Like, it's about when you write out that list, it's um, a thing I... Uh, an audiobook again I was listening to was uh, Eat the Frog so it's that idea of do something horrible at the start of your day just yeah but but you prioritise things so it's a matter of you prioritise high, low, medium whatever you want to do okay right I'm going to get two highs done tomorrow and three lows do you know and all of a sudden you're ticking the box so it's like when I when I have my book uh, work out any tasks or anything you have to do I'm writing it out and this one device told me put a little tick box there just draw a little tick box and he says, just as you go along during the day and the week, all you see is all these ticks beside this box. It's just something mentally in your head. Oh, okay, actually, I've done a bit today, you know, or I have to, I have to do other stuff. You can move it, move it around, but it's a matter of you're actually prioritizing stuff in your head and saying, right, okay, or else an asterisk beside something. It's like the job at home, right? Okay, if I don't do that, there's a potential to a leak or uh, whatever. But as you said, I shall do these other three or four handy ones. It's right, but if you just say, right, okay, if we just go at that now and just get it done, it's yes. done. Done, yeah. done, as we say. Sorry? Done, done. Done, done. No, no, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. that's another thing that I'm guilty of doing. I'll do something enough. Yeah, would you? <laughs> do you know that kind of way? Like, yeah. there, there'll be a wire hanging off something yeah. and I'll just sellotape it up yeah, until yeah. it's done enough. We're all, we're all there, yeah. So it's like even when i done that kitchen now, there's still bits and pieces still left, but still just, the skirting board there's a bit of paint to be done and don't it's done no, it's not a biggie like the big things are done but it can be done like that's a little thing the priority I put the priority the stuff that had to be done and got into stuff that had to be done but it's a matter of just the little things they'll say I'll get that in the week in the time but if we manage ourselves that way right like anybody manage themselves that way it's like we all everybody's guilty of putting it off putting it off putting it off right but all we're doing is procrastinating. We're building it up, building it up, building it up. And then something else that has to be done then as well on top of that. It's two has to be done. And then there's other little bits and pieces that has to be done. And then all of a sudden, before we know that we're into the summer and we have a shitload of stuff to do and you'd probably end up doing nothing. Because yeah. all you're doing is, oh, fuck that, I'm not doing that. And all this cause. And it's shite then because you're giving out yourself then for most of the day. Oh, I should have done that. Why did I waste the last four hours sitting down when I could have actually done that? Just go away. Do your little incremental improvements as you go along. Prioritise one, do it. Prioritise the other one, do it. Yeah, Just and get it, it done. It's funny because if you can get into a rhythm of doing yeah. that, and I, I, I will from time to time, I'll be on a roll and I'll be just fucking hammering it. And then, you know, a month or two will go by and I'll do fuck off and yeah, fuck off look, and I'll be depressed about it. It doesn't know? matter who or what we are. We're all guilty of that. Oh, no, we're all doubt. guilty of let's get into this hit. It's like me, I, I'm gone fucking... I'm, 13 and a half stone or something like that and I'm overweight I'm badly overweight and it's the heavy second time I've got to this weight that the first time I went to Slim and World and I lost two stone was the best thing I've ever done so I can do it I can lose two stone without exercising I've never done one exercise and I lost it but it's a matter of I can do it I know I can do it but will I do it will I make that extra commitment and it's just the last couple of weeks as you said there let's start afresh 1st of February and drive on right January was January Usually people's January was the January that you changed for that year, for a couple of months or the rest of the year, whatever lasted. But because of COVID, it's like, oh, no, sure, I don't have to give up any fuck's sake. Sure, I'm locked away. Sure, yeah, I think things to are tough wine. enough. I'm allowed to eat shit, you know? And that's my problem is the last two lockdowns, that's what I've done, drinking that shit. So I was like, right, okay, I need to do something. You get out for a walk, right, with the dog or whatever. That 20 minutes just clears the head. 
It's like having a good show where you can just watch the day. My mother used to always say to me, you know, when I was down home and I was working and coming in maybe a bit stressed when I was down there working away from home. And she said, you couldn't have a shower, wash off the day. And yeah. like, you're like, oh no, no, I'm going away, you're going away. Just go in and do it. And you go in and do it and you wash off the day. And, and it's true, like, it, it's funny, like, just little things like that. And it's just a walk. And it's my wife saying to me, get out, you're in the office all day now, get out, go for a walk. It's like, no, 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 I won't bother, I won't bother. But then you start doing it. And it's like, little things, right? And again, it's like everything me come back in six months time and see if I'm doing the same things I said I was going to be doing now yeah. maybe not you know. and that's the truth as well yeah, like, yeah. don't get me wrong there either but little things just go little things go for a fucking walk for 20 minutes so then do that couch to 5k or was it couch to 5k yeah so that's another I downloaded the app ah oh, good lad I downloaded it good man and I done one night so uh, but with doing the stuff in the daughter's room it took up my time and I couldn't do anything else so again it's little things like that and it's like Pat are saying about the why. Like the other day I was going to the fridge to eat something. It's like, why do I, I'm that hungry? Yeah, why why am I opening the fridge why door? Why don't I eat a banana, right? Yeah. So I'd be very good during the week, eat bananas, do all that kind of stuff. Come the weekend, eat a banana. Nah. Why would you eat a banana at <laughs> the weekend? And there are a fucking box full of twirls in yeah, the fridge. fuck that. <laughs> so it's kind of like little things like that. But like, I heard that in a podcast with you about Pat are saying about why. Yeah, I think it was Pork actually. Oh, but Pork, I sorry, yeah, sorry. So it's that was something that was said inside in the podcast weeks ago, months ago, months ago, yeah. So all of a sudden, it just came into my head. So you didn't say about the couch, um, getting couch up to five k, yeah, yeah, getting on do, and doing that. Now you did uh, say about the gym thing, which I'm scared shitless of doing, which was well the thing that you were going to do on a Tuesday night. Yeah, that's because you misunderstand it, though. Oh, misunderstand it. If you're going on with a fucking fellas that could snap your neck within a second and... Uh, yeah, but should there be no fun... There'd be no fun of me snapping your neck in a second because that would be just it done, like. <laughs> you want to drag it out over months of torture. <laughs> no, it's like... No, yeah. if, if, if you're completely unfit and you're coming down to what I have in my mind and what yeah. the lads are coming down, you're going to... It d- depends on your level. I mean, if you're... You know, if you're a fucking the captain of the football team, oh, like, yeah. you know, you're going, you're going straight in for some fucking, sure. for some hard training. Like, mm. but I mean, if you, if you, you know, have been on the couch for the last fucking 10 nah, yeah, years. No, no. Ever since that time, remember, and you sent on the video, like I have got up and gotten doing stuff. But again, it's, it's funny though, the way we can just let the world grab us as well and just fucking stop us at times, isn't it? Like, you can, we can make up all the excuses in the world to do, not to do something, like. So, it's, as I said, like, it's little snippets that I take from everything. Like, it's like your podcast, and that's why I was giving out to you a couple of days ago because you never uploaded. It's just, <laughs> but it is. It's that's just, a great complaint to get, actually. Yeah, and it was cool, because, like, for me, it was kind of like, all right, wait a second, because I'm on that Stitcher app. It's like, oh, fuck, uh, is there something wrong? Has he not uploaded to the Stitcher or whatever? But then I just text you. It was more kind of you saying, oh, no, I've uploaded the last three. I don't know what's yeah, wrong with yeah. you. That's what I was expecting. But then it was like, oh, no, right. So, like, again, as I said, conversations. Everybody loves having a conversation. Like, uh, I love meeting you and the lads, and there's always something. Everybody's got their own different view, yeah. right? And it's good to get it from other people. Reading from a book. 
don't really get it. I don't really like that. I like to listen to people and listen to them talk. Yeah, I'm like, that's why I like the audio books as well, right? And it's like the podcast. Like, I, I remember when I started meeting you first and I was saying about things and you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're always doing podcasts, you know? It was like, it was a new thing to me, you know? It was even yes. like music when I first met you, you know? There was music in this, uh, when we were playing cards, like this music I'd never heard in my life. It was crazy. Like, the, from meeting you lads, the, the stuff you've introduced to me has been crazy as well, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just having those little pockets of conversation with you, but I'm not having a conversation. I'm listening to you. So I'm just taking little snippets. It's like um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. So there was another guy I know up in Dublin, and he mentioned his name, and it's like, fuck. So you said it, and he said it. It's like, right, okay, I have to look into him a little bit. And it's just, just through that, right? Otherwise... I probably wouldn't have looked into it. I would have never even... It's like this other guy that you mentioned at the start as well. I can't remember the name. So left Sam Harris. Sam Harris. So again, like, it's like that. It's like during this conversation. So I am going to go away and I'm going to look into them and just take little snippets again and just keep moving on. Now, have I done everything from the very first person I've ever listened to or read or whatever? Well, listened to. It's like, no, I've done bits. And I do bits here and bits here. I just take the snippets that suit me at that time. Oh yeah, it's like everything. Like you could listen to, um, so Edgar Toll would be the the main one. I'd listen back over that audio uh, book, and like you could listen to, or even there's another one actually, Zen Golf. It's called right. So I, I like play golf, but golf doesn't like me. But <laughs> um, the mindfulness of that, right? And it's funny. I could just play it, and I'll, it's the same maybe twenty minute section or whatever it is. Like I might have, and it'll just pick something different. It's amazing where the mind is. At different times. Not what your mood is, but where the mind is. And I would have heard the same thing and I would have took something from the start. Now all of a sudden I took something from maybe the middle. And I went with that. Yeah. It's, it's just whatever. I don't know way how that works or the mind works. But I was always told by this lady before is that... Um, whatever is for you will be for you then. So whatever you do there and whatever you take away, it's for you now. Right. Okay. It's for you now. You, and that's why you take it away. And then it's a matter of why people revisit books and obviously they'll take other little snippets. So for me, it's I'm taking that now and I'm working with that now and I'm going to go with that now. Then after a while, I could go at it again and take another snippet out of it and go with that again. So yes. I don't know wh- why that is. Would you know why that is? No, no, I don't. Listening to you talk, the thing that, that, that springs to mind is. You, you said it a couple of times in this in this podcast in this podcast actually um, wh- where you were and what you were doing when you were listening, you know, or the or the type of mood you were in when you were listening to it. As and what's coming to mind now is I have this idea that you're a collection of Archies. Mm. Do you know what I mean you're a collection of Adrians? Do you know, like I know, I, and I'm a collection of Franos. And at the minute, you've got me in fully engaged, fully articulate. You've got, I've got, you've got my full attention. That's the Frano that's here. Mm. I'm in conversation mode. Yeah. But that's not the mode I'm in when I'm, you know, in a fucking rage or I'm, you know, in love or whatever the different emotions that we we go through throughout our, our days. And it's it's who's listening. So you're listening. Mm to these things but who's which one of the yous is listening yeah. when the thing clicks do you know kind of way yeah, because because yeah. angry frano doesn't want to hear Happy peace and love man <laughs> do you know kind of way angry frano wants to hear Eminem rapping really loud and hard and heavy do you know kind of way yeah, no, um, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know, like when I'm no, no, de- depending on my humor, I listen yeah. to different types of music. It's mad, that, isn't it? You know, I, I won't. I'd be in the humor to listen to something heavy, or I'd be in the humor to listen to something really fucking mellow yeah. and kind of background elevator music, as they call it. And I'm the one listening, but which part of me is listening? Yeah. Do you know what kind of way? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. same with books. Like, what part of you, yeah. or what which one of you that's within you did that resonate with? Do you, do you know kind of way? Oh, I, I hear you, yeah, but you're not saying I'm a schizo or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no more than the rest of us. Yeah, but that's another thing as well. Like, like the question when you question yourself, like, is it they say that you have sixty-eight thousand thoughts a day or something? That's oh, fuck, no idea. Something like that, you know. So, um, you always go through that side of things where you think you're. The, oh, it's only me. That I don't. No one else thinks the way you think and all that kind of stuff. But it isn't. There's so so many other people that are the same way, you know. Oh, without only, a doubt. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without without a doubt. Like there was a time I didn't think like that. I always thought that um, I was the only one. But and you just, as I told you before, about this thing popping. So in work there was one time where fucking it just got on top of me everything got on top of me it was just but again it was the procrastination where i was building everything up i had to do this this and this and this and didn't do this and this and this and this and didn't do this and this and this it's like there's no one man ever going to do what i i built up that i had to get done yes and i never chipped away like one thing um if you want to eat a, a big cake you're not going to try and eat the whole thing at once you're going to just eat bits of it but I wasn't I was my mentality had gone that time and all I was thinking about is I had to get this done and the world was going to end if I didn't get it done and I thought I was alone that no one else thought like I was thinking but as I soon learned after that after 2016 is that fuck me there's loads of other people that are like me they just deal with it differently so that's what I've been kind of doing is trying to get to that stage where I can deal with stuff without popping or without procrastination to a degree where I get nothing done I might as well be just not going into work because all I'm doing is just building up building up building up and nothing gets done so as I said like I've been drawn into certain scenarios with companies I've been working in and they're always going into this kind of things supervision management we'll call it so so I'm always drawn there always getting led there so it's a matter of right what do I need to do I need to learn how to deal when I get into that scenario, not be in that scenario and have the same thing happen to me again. Yes, you have to kind of see it coming nearly. Well, it's it's not even that. It's more that I know what's going to happen when I get to that level, as in workload and all that kind of stuff, and it's all the mental side. My hands are gone. They're only for writing now. Years ago, I was on the tools. So when I laughed earlier about off the tools. Tools your hands, like as the saying goes like when you're a tradesman if you lose a hand your trade is gone so now my trade is gone because I'm not, no longer welding no longer pipe fitting now I'm in the office so it's all your mental side of things so I have to learn and adapt how to deal with the mental side of the way I work and bring that work balance to life then as well and what have, the, what have you done do you think is there is there something in particular that you've done that's that's benefited your work more so than anything else. Because there's something that you've consciously done in your private life that's had a well. It's the audiobooks. It's like the the power of now is the one. It's just that you know where you are. Like it's 
as I said to you earlier, we're in the now. Just me and you here now. Nothing else. Everything's good. All is well. But just being able to, again, as we said, sitting in your mind, watching the busy traffic go by and actually not getting caught up with it. That's yeah. the thing, you know. So it was a mate of mine that introduced me to a Headspace years ago. I rang him and I was telling him the shit I was in. He was in Australia. And I was telling him the crack, you know, all that fucking stress to the max. So he said, use that Headspace. So used the apps every day I went into work. I'd sit in the car for 20 minutes beforehand because I was waking up early. Mind would start racing early. So then um, you're awake. So if it's half four, five o'clock or whatever time, you're up and that's it. So the mind's racing. So it's how to deal with that. So I was getting to work early, then trying to meditate or whatever, have that time. So that was that year. So then as I went on the next year, then I did added something else and then added something else. So it's, as I'm saying, it's I'm taking snippets. It's not from a few months, it's for, for years. And it's just getting me to deal with my mind that just, okay, all right, okay, right, you have to get that done. Okay, don't do these other four or five things, just do those things and that's it. And just learn how to deal with yourself and manage yourself. That's it. You have to learn a bit about yourself though before you can deal or manage it yourself. Yeah, but again, how do you learn about yourself? Well, I suppose just getting to know yourself. Like yeah, but the how realizing do you, how, yeah, but that's what I mean. How do you do that? Is by actually getting into your own head. By actually stopping. And like it's like that the mindfulness of the whole lot of that. It's just stop. Like Edgar Toll t- tells you that um you're the listener in your head. You're not saying those things. It's the way you talk yourself down. It's like um thing you spoke to me about before is um mm, what's it the uh, uh, imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Just think like that. So who's you're listening to your mind telling you stuff, oh yeah, you shouldn't be here, what the fuck are you don't hear? Do you know what I mean? It's like that then as well, you know. You talk yourself out of scenarios. Like we should be our own best friend. Like you should be telling yourself all good things, but you don't. You'll give out to yourself. You'll be negative to yourself. It's like when you're playing golf. You'll tell the fellow who's playing golf beside you, oh yeah, unlucky lad, unlucky next time. You'll be better. But then if you do the same thing, you're like, yeah. for fuck's sake, I'm useless. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm giving this up, do you know? Yeah, and you, you're yeah. not your own best friend. So it's like, for me, it's kind of, how am I going to be my own best friend? Is by catching myself in the moment of getting caught away with stuff. It's like even... Um, Eckhart Holtz says, right, um, no, I know I'm getting on about a bit about him, but when you're climbing the stairs, like you're, you're at work, you might climb the stairs three or four times a day. In those moments, every time you take a step, be mindful of your step. And that actually brings you back to now. You're just now walking up the stairs. Yes. Because nine times out of ten, you're walking up the stairs and you're thinking about 400 other things that's going on or have to be done. It's like when you wash your hands. So many times you wash your hands, especially now in the COVID times. Being mindful washing your hands. That's bringing you to a moment to know. And actually, the more you do that, the more times you bring yourself into the know, you're training yourself as you go along to actually stop yourself. So what we could do is like, how many times have you drove down the road? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, how did I get here so quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your mind has gone away. Yes. And it's gone away. It's doing whatever. It's the opposite of being in the moment and being yeah, in the now. Exactly. So, it's it's those things. And as he keeps saying, it's every day you do something, bring it in more and more, and it's just be more mindful about. So, that's what I've done. I've helped self teach myself to actually be mindful. 
by those little things. Yeah. Do I do those every day? No, 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 of course. I don't. Course. But do I think about those things every day? Do I catch myself running away? Do, what did I do the weekend? I was doing something the weekend and before I done it, I had made a shit of it. Like myself and my brother, if we were going to say, if we were going building this um, podcast that you've done, the mobile one, like we would find out a hundred r- things that can go wrong by talking to other people. So when it comes to doing it, we will know how to deal with the things that go wrong, right? And that's a very, it's a good tool to have because you're learning how to, if there is something going to go wrong, you know how to fix it. But if you use that wrongly, (laughs) all negatives, you're just bringing in all these negatives and they're all on top of your shoulders. And it's too much. Very hard for one person. So it's a matter of, if you can problem solve, which is a great thing to have in life, but you need to be able to deal with the problem solving of things and not be thinking negative, negative, negative. Because you, some people, are, oh, she can't do that, sure, you can't. The nails aren't long enough. Yeah, but I'm going to. Tr- oh, no, you can't. There's nothing worse than having a person like that. Yeah. Like, you definitely wouldn't be able to try. I, I, I can't handle people like 100%, that. 100%. And it's so hard. But do we do that to ourselves? Yeah. Like, there is times that we'll be, oh, yeah, I can't do that. You're not able to do that. You won't be able to do that. And you get caught up in that moment. And all of a sudden, like, and you haven't even gone anywhere, you haven't done anything. You've already wrecked your head, and then all of a sudden you're getting up, and there's a cloud over your head. It's like for no reason. Yeah, nothing has yeah. brought you to that. Only that you got caught up in a moment, a thought, and you ran away with it instead of actually, oh, fuck's sake, get over. You no, know I'm saying no, no. Do you ever hear people say that? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. that's the thing I built in then as well. No, no. Kind of calm down. It's not like no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, but it, just to your, like, you say it unknown to yourself. No, no. And it's just, okay, it stops your mind. It's, it helps me to stop the thought process. So yeah. instead of getting caught up with something, I'd say, no, no. And I actually bring myself back. Not back either, that's probably bad. No, but I think but I know what you mean. mean. Yeah, bring yeah. them back in, into, into myself. Yeah. It's about, uh, like he says, about being. We're human beings. So be in the now. Yes. It's funny because Pod said something to me before. I think it was, it was in relation to lucid dreaming or something. But aside from that... It's it's relevant here in relation to what you were saying about going up the steps and washing your hands and those kind of those kind of cues that triggers. bring you back triggers that just you can use to kind of bring you back into into the now, which will interrupt your rumination and interrupt your your kind of foggy kind of thinking and bring you back to being in the present. You're not worrying about what's going to happen. You're not worrying about what has happened. You're mm. you're you're in the now, as they say. But one thing Podge was saying was he said that when he was walking through a doorway. So if he was going from one room into another room, he put his hand out in front of him. Is almost as if he was afraid that he'd walk into a pane of glass. Do you know what kind of way? Yeah. So every time when he walks from one room to another, he just puts his hand out in front of him. And that's his... Trigger. Little, you know, I'm walking from one room to another and I'm, I'm not worrying about that girl I should have kissed when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> or, whatever, or whatever bullshit that is in your fucking yeah, head. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing actually what the boy just triggers up at times. Isn't it? Oh, big time! And oh. another one that I found very good is because uh, I I'm a con for ruminating. Like I get a bad thought in my head, and it'll just like a broken record. It'll just go round and round yeah. and round and round. And I think it was Sam Harris put me onto this years ago. He was saying if you catch yourself ruminating, write down what you're ruminating. That's the thing. And I'd write it down. I go okay, but the thing I'm ruin- ruminating is what I should have said to that guy. Yeah. And you write it down, and it's like right, okay. And you're like, 
you're almost expecting to have a thousand things to write down because you don't realize you're repeating the same thing over and over. Yeah. So when you actually physically write it down, it's like, oh, fuck, okay, it's just it's just that one thing or maybe that two or three things, but there's a limit to it. You can yeah. see it there in front of you. It's only three sentences. It's not 45 books. Yeah, Did you like, like I know? I, oh, I know. Like the, the writing is just the one, isn't it? Like you, you've done a bit of writing before as well, didn't you? Like, I do. I huge yeah, amount like of writing. It, it's actually a good thing because, uh, as you said, you're getting stuff all your head and onto a piece of paper. But it's just, as you said there, like one thought, one thought, and you, you're after spiraling out of control. Like, yeah, oh yeah, oh hundred percent. I'll argue myself into the ground with one thing. Like that, but I won't notice. Mm. That'll consume me for maybe two or three days. Yeah. But I won't even notice. But All the people around me will notice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But what they'll see is, oh, Frano is in bad humour. Yeah. They, they obviously don't see that Frano is re- repeating the same sentence yeah, over, over his fucking over, head yeah. over and over. Freaking like. out with fucking red eyes. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Fionn actually, I was I was stressed and I was up to 90 and I was fucking moving this and moving that, whatever. And Fionn came in just at the wrong time and daddy, daddy, daddy. It was just one of those moments. And I turned around. I was like, oh, Fionn, just just give us a second." And I didn't. I didn't say what came into my head. What came into my head was, "Can you not fucking see Daddy's tearing himself up inside?" That's what. That's 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 what I wanted oh, to say. That's the God. thought that came into my head. But I had the awareness to kind of Which catch that thought and go, "Jesus Christ, Rano! Like fucking hell, really? Like you know, you're going to tell your fucking six year old to leave you alone? You're busy tearing yourself apart inside? But, but <laughs> like, it, fucking hell! Like. Isn't it funny how we can do that, doesn't it? Oh, big time." But this is the thing, like what what I'm talking about and what you're talking about. This isn't, you know, us two weirdos. This is absolutely every single man, woman, and child in the country. That's a big thing for people to realise, though, that you're not like as I said to you that time with me. It was just me. It was just me in my world. There was no no one else in my world. There was no one else being affected. There was no one else that could understand. There was no, like, I wasn't in any way suicidal or anything like that. Like it was just, it was just all on top of me. It was just. It was a weight, and like you can't go through life like that. Because I'll never forget going into the um, reading the young fella story, and I just was reading the story, and it's like, and he was like, "You reading the story?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." All right, so bye, night. Like, and even I, I couldn't, couldn't concentrate even at half nine or whatever it was, half eight at night, whatever it was still just bogged down and you're going down going like that's one thing oh, massive is that I go to sleep and I wake up my sleep is not affected in years it's fucking great no matter how much shite is at work or many shites on my doorstep I go to sleep and I wake up again it's just before I would have struggled going to sleep and I would have struggled in once I woke that was it I was awake but now I'll fall back to sleep no again the weekends I'll wake up at half seven and I'm up which is fine but it's just during work like you're not getting up and you're not stressing about work and in 2016 there was one thing and um, it was just massive and I really was spiralling out of control in my head Um, but there was a person I met that time and she was like it's going to be grand watch watch out now it's going to be fine and just put those thoughts there you know and it did Oh man, it was just incredible the win I had. So there was a massive, massive issue, and just uh, it was crazy because the issue happened and the pipe was all underground, right? And I was like, water was leaking out of it, so fucked. 
where the fuck do we dig up? It's all buried and earth now. And I pointed at the spot that just came into my head. It says, try there first. Lo and behold, it was there. Where the leak was. It was just yeah. where before it was like I was panicking and stressing over it. And it was just whatever you want had said to me at that time. And she says, look, just, and I just calmed myself down, brought myself to a place. And then it was just like, just no, again, it was pure pox. But it was just, that was the kind of thing that triggered to me. Then like, okay, right. Just calm the fuck down. Like, you can fix things. You don't have to create all this negativity mm-hmm. and land it on your shoulders. You can fix things. And you you are able to fix things. There's a lot of problem solving in your job, is there? There would be. Look, it's like it's like every job, though. Like, look at you and the, the, the grown and the mold, mold. And, like, everything... Everything we do in life, there's always there's always going to be some sort of a fix. Whether you're going to do something, you, you go in, oh, shit, have to fix the plug inside in the kitchen oh and you're doing it then you busted the screw oh fuck how am I going to fix this problem you know, so you're always going to be thinking no matter what you do oh I have to go upstairs something happens as you're going up the stairs oh I have to fix that like no matter what we do like like we plan like if you go to the shop like you just don't go to the shop you plan what you're going to do before you go to the shop right it's cold outside I better get a top better get a hat strain and so you're planning like you're continuously yeah if you if you were to ask a robot to do a yeah, menial yeah. task there's yeah. a thousand things yeah, it needs exactly. to know so, yeah like we don't realize like how, how much our mind works and how much of a tool it is and that's what uh Eckhart Tolle says is like it needs to rest as well like so just by living in the now you don't have to think about the past because you can't change past no matter what you want to do as you said there Oh, I should have said that to somebody whatever years ago. I should have whatever, should have kissed or whatever it was. And then the future, the future hasn't happened. How can you change the future? You can't really, but you can do something now that will help you in the future, or do something now that, right? Well, if I go outside and it's raining, I'm going to get wet. But if I put a jacket on now, then I won't get it. Do you know what I mean? So you're you're continuously not problem solving to a degree, but you're you're planning. You're you're planning what you're going to do next. When you, especially women, like women are. Like the planning they do is just incredible. Ah, like, uh, herself's off the oh, charts, absolutely me, off the charts. I take my hat off to the wife during this fucking lockdown. Like, like it's crazy. Like, like, oh, like well, homeschooling. You're doing a bit of that, yeah? No, no. To no, be honest no. with you, no, the, no. That, like that's just like I know they're saying, oh sure, a kid at home, all he wants to do or she wants to do is sure all their stuff is around them. Sure, television's there. All the distractions in the world are there. So why would they want to be sitting up down in one spot like like they do in school all the time? It's very hard. Like so, you do you have to take your hat off, like, especially like there's you come home and the dinners on the table and everything as well. You can't say nothing, and that's for sure. But again, everybody has that. I I do believe that even kids, even if they're doing stuff from a young age, they're, we're all problem solvers. It's no, just, no, without a doubt. I'm just after thinking about something now. Um, be intrigued to hear your your taking this. I find if I'm engaged with something at me hands. So let's say when I was building this or when I'm fucking doing anything really, but when you said wiring the plug then as well, that's something that needs like, you know, 100% focus. You have to get the connections right. You have everything has to fit for it to screw back together again and all the rest of it. And as a welder or a pipe fitter, like that's your bread and butter. You're, yeah, you're at that fucking 20. That's It's literally that's your trade. You, that's how you bring money into the... But there's a lot of, there's a lot of mindfulness there. 
maybe mindfulness is the wrong word, but there's, there's certainly a lot of being present and being in the now. Because when you're especially welding, oh, like welding above 100%. fucking anything and else I can think of. But, like pilots don't have to concentrate like a welder has to concentrate. But again, it's still into time. So like to do a, a butt like could take you whatever two or three minutes to two hours. But I know some welders like uh, I'm definitely not of this era. But they call it walk the cup. Uh, I'll I'll send you a video of that like some of this welding is just phenomenal. So artists oh, at welding. Like. Oh my god, made of mine uh, Mick Jardine there in Australia. Like he's just class, but. They call it walk the dog, right? So people can actually see I'm just wiggling my wrist. And what it is is they walk the torch up along the pipe. I'll, I'll send you a video. You can put it up. Yeah. But um, just, it's an art, like. But some of these welders, that they're just so used to it. They become like a robot. Like some of their welds are as good as a machine weld. Yes. It's incredible. But I would imagine oh, when yeah, they're like, doing that, yeah, it's, it's, they're not worrying about the mortgage. No, Do you, no, but you know what I mean? And yeah, I've, I yeah. found the same with, and it's, it's a, a stark comparison, maybe, but I would find sparring meditative, meditative, or even rolling in jiu-jitsu. But sure, like you're talking about living in the now. Oh, whatever. Like you, you're not worrying about your bills and some lads trying to swipe your nose off you. <laughs> you're just worrying about, should I duck or should I block? <laughs> I don't think you'd even give it two choices. But do you think you suffered as a consequence of not having the hands-on? Over the last couple of years? Yeah. Could have, yeah, so, okay, there you go. So, one of the biggest things is to delegate. Yes. Yeah? So, you have to put somebody else. You're telling somebody else to do something. Do you know it'd be ways if you just to go down and do it yourself? Because you can do it? Hell yeah. But you can't. Yeah, because if you did, then you wouldn't be doing the other thing. Exactly. So, it's that level of trust that... Like everybody, right? Oh, you're definitely the same way. Like, you want to try and do something 100%. But trying to do something 100% is so fucking hard. It's crazy. Like, like, but your 100% could be somebody else's 70 Or your 75% could be somebody else's 100%. Do you know? So you put all that kind of stress in yourself to do something. I'm after going away from the thought there now. Bring me back. I was saying about you not welding anymore and not being in the moment yeah, so doing it's, your it's trade. The, it's the delegation. So you want to do something perfectly right every time. Okay. Right? But then you have to delegate to somebody else that has to do it. Yes. Who isn't maybe to your standard. Well, not even. Or that, above yeah. or below, whatever. Exactly, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more that you have to delegate. You have to sort of say, right, I know I can do this, but I'm going to tell him to do it. So you have to learn that. And that takes a bit of time as well because... As you said, like you're so used to doing the hands-on stuff, now you can't. You have to take away your hands. Now you have to manage and manage people around you. So yeah, that is very, very, very tough thing. And maybe do you know something? You saying it there now, probably, maybe sitting with me a bit more than more really than I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd I'd personally imagine that not you specifically, but I would imagine that there's a huge psychological ramification mm. to somebody who's doing something and has a trade and is doing it for fucking decades or whatever length of yeah. time it is and then all of a sudden they're looking after people that are doing it. I reckon yeah. that there's an, an inevitable amount of suffering from the loss of the presentness of, you know, Dude. having the visor down and mm. fucking getting your bead right or whatever you fucking yeah, welder comes to so me as. So I moved on in, as, as I said to you, I, I done the computerized welding, the machine welding. Okay. So 
But even machine welding, I would imagine uh, yeah, that's yeah. not just plug and play yeah, either. No, like. no, no, it definitely isn't. Even though a lot of people say, yeah, you just press play, but no, <laughs> it isn't. But um, there's more, like, there's time that you're able to ease up during the welding, right? But no, no, that's very interesting. That's going to sit with me a bit more. I think that I'll have to process that one because definitely if I think back, I'd say that could have been the biggest one. Oh, could, I wouldn't 100%, be surprised. Like, Certainly, you that time when I popped, it was like you said. You've said that a couple of times now. Popped. Yeah. Can you pop, expand on that a bit? Pop is where you just fucking you're stressed to the max, and all of a sudden you find yourself sitting on the floor inside and work, and you just not knowing how to get out of where you are. Is it analogous to a breakdown? It could. It could be. I don't yeah. know. I don't it's know not what, not a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And did you when this happened? Like, was this a was this an instance? An instance? No, that was the thing that that happened me that time. So it was all these four hundred things that built up around me, and I just and that's why it's sitting with me a bit more. What you just said there, I needed to delegate people to do stuff, but in my head, I had to do them all. Yeah, and that's probably what happened because that was. Well, you're not a delegator by trade. No, exactly. Yeah, I have gotten better at it though, over the years. Yeah. Pity I couldn't get people to delegate two jobs around the house, but <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to do it. Careful, she could listen. <laughs> Careful, this is on the record. She listened in 10 years' time and fucking, yeah, fucking lift your it would be the last thing you're fucking expecting. You'll be on your 35th wedding anniversary and she'll fucking tune Bang. in. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. So that no, that's interesting. Oh, that's going to sit with me. I think a bit more. I'll have well, to. well, the other one that springs to mind then is you go from being. Um, forgive the the language here. I'm not going to phrase this very well, but you go from being kind of top dog welder to entry level management. Yeah, of course. There's always going to be a transition anyway, but I definitely wasn't a top dog welder now. But, but, but what yeah, I mean I know, is, it's, I know, I know. it's like yeah, when it's like when lads finish school. Like yeah, you're yeah. leaving search, you're fucking king of the pile. You know, well, you're the boy I, in the school. Again, no, and I know. I keep going back to you. Very same as you got into your micro business. How do you mean? As in, you come in at a certain level, and like you had to do something to get to a certain level, so you had to work hard. So it was like me coming away from the welding, going into the. The management side or the the quality side of things, but oh, that, that was a that was a progression for you though. Like yeah. you you're going up rungs of a ladder there. Yeah, but it would have been the same progression for you from not really over the certain length of time, no. From when I started the business, that's what I'm saying. From onwards, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I would I would have made uh, yeah, less so than a lateral move. What were you before you actually started to grow? Of oh, sales and business development exactly. was my so share. Was that not a total like you went from? been selling something to now having to make something to sell something yes but it would be equivalent to you being a welder yeah and now you're going to grow plants for a living somehow (laughs) (laughs) like there was no there was no progression there yeah no straight progression right okay yeah like i mean i I was leaving (laughs) business development trying to do this growing thing and if the growing thing didn't work out I just go I just go back to business development that was always my safety net mm-hmm. and even if the business development wasn't there I've said it from day dot if it comes to it I'll shovel sand into a mixer yeah. do you know what kind of way like, yeah. I'm, I can do that like, do you yeah. know what kind of way so worst case scenario I can earn a living and that that kind of frees me up do you know what kind of way yeah um, but with you I think it's slightly different because you're, you're on that ladder so you could be working for let's say it's Intel directly or indirectly doesn't matter and you're a welder and you're you know top of the pile you might be the best welder in the world but you're you're a senior welder and now all of a sudden you're kind of entry level 
management, mm. coupled with the fact that you were using your hands all the time, oh, yeah. and now all of a sudden you're, you're not. Like now again, fucking uh, bro science alert, big time here. But I would imagine when a welder is welding, a certain part of his brain is on fire. Basically, mm-hmm. it's flashing and fucking. There's blood flow and there's signalling and there's, everything's going on in the want for a better term welding section of your brain not that there is one but you, you know you know what I mean mm. when you do different tasks generally speaking different parts of your brain light up in different uh, different ways so your eyesight is at the back of your head for example that's where most of your vision is processed it's in the literally the, the back of your head that's why in the UFC you're not allowed to strike to the back of the head because you can blind people permanently from a bad enough knock oh. to the head but um so I would imagine that there is, it, it obviously isn't welding circuitry. We didn't evolve to be welders, but we evolved to do really intricate mm-hmm. tasks and welding would, would fit that description, yeah. I suppose. So that part of your brain light, is lighting up for years on end and everything's going good. And then all of a sudden that part of your brain essentially turns off and a new unused part of your brain which is the kind of for again for want of a better term the office part of your brain all of a sudden it's on fire but it's only on fire recently and you don't know how to deal with it and it could be a a component of the two that had you not been able to cope broad sweeping generalization alert here lads I'm no fuck I'm not qualified to fucking do this and I think if I was qualified to do this I wouldn't be doing it because I'm projecting and I'm I fucking doing all sorts of shit. The moment you said that, because you've said that so many times in your podcast, or said what? Sorry, things like that. You know where? Oh, uh, uh, what was it you said? The moment? Broad sweeping generalization yeah, yeah, yeah. alert. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to see it. No, I could see it. So it's, it's a bit surreal here as well because for the last couple of months I've been sitting in the car or fucking. Uh, up in the room doing something and I'm listening to your podcast and now all of a sudden I'm seeing it all <laughs> my, my, the one thing I always wanted to see was that um, your jingles you were making at the uh, hey day three hi diddly dee it's episode number three <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed that didn't you? Oh, that was hilarious I think it was day six or something you stopped it's like oh alright okay they're stopped it's <laughs> funny because the way that came about was I did the very first one uh, so the solo season solo season one episode one and I just started, like I'd never done it before, didn't yeah. really know what I was going to do. Uh, and I think it was Lent, actually. I committed to doing yeah. a solo a day for Lent. Lent yeah. And just like, because I've been thinking about it and wanting to do solos for like a year. And I never did. But then I said, fuck it, no, I'll just, I'll do this, I'll commit to this. And then we'll see how it goes. Um, so the first day I came on, I was like, so, uh, okay, I want to talk about this and, uh, and this and, and that and... and you know, I had no flow, I had yeah. no fucking, you know, I didn't have a feel for it at all. So it was all really slow and down and kind of dour, unintentionally. And I got a text message off me, uh, little brother out in Qatar. And uh, Aidan texted me, and he basically texted me like a kind of a concerned message. It was like, you you are right, lad, because, you know, you didn't sound it on that fucking <laughs> podcast. And I was like, oh, fuck, really? And he was like, no, I, like, I'm I'm making sure you're all right. Like, And I was like, fucking hell, I didn't realise I came across that so down. down yeah. So then the next episode was fucking, <laughs> whoop dee dip dee doo it's episode number two. <laughs> that was the start of that. Oh, like. it's so funny, don't it? But, uh, yeah, no, I must try and rejig them. You see, it's... Like, it is hard. Like, uh, again, like... Like, it is random. Like, that's the best thing, like, is... It's so random. You like, never know what I'm going to say never, next, do you? Never, never. <laughs> what was it the other day? You, you ended up talking about the fucking moon and it started Why off. Why the moon is round. Yeah, but you started <laughs> off with fucking, I don't know. Another day, then I seen it. Oh, yeah, about the heating around the house. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> what, <the fuck? laughs> what shite is he on about what now? The fuck? And I was like, I was listening to the fuck because I remember you saying before podcast you don't like you 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 um, skip you know you said that to me previously before about um, what you call him the Limerick fella blind boy yeah blind boy if you didn't like something you you move it on you said it in the podcast one time right but um. I was reluctant to do that. Like, I was like, oh, plumbing, I don't really want to, do. I don't be listening about plumbing, but, like, I would know a bit about plumbing, you know, but, it's like, still, though, listening to you, I was kind of, all right, okay. So, even though I knew about it, I was going to skip it, I was like, no, I'll hold off now and see where we go with this, and sure, about two minutes later, you're on about something totally different than the game, for fuck's <laughs> sake, it was pure random. But that, I suppose, like, when you look back over everything that I've put out there, mm. it's given me a great insight into my own mind. Oh, 100%. Do you know that kind of way? Oh, and I, I, only, I only said it recently, I don't know if you caught it or not, but I think that people should have their own podcast, solo or yeah. with, with people or whatever way you want to do it. I think people should have a podcast like they have a Facebook page. I think it should be just ubiquitous. I think we should all have one. Yeah. Whether you publish it or not now is another, is another yeah. thing. There's value in publishing it. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a huge value in to, publishing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because even if no one listens, yeah. do you know that kind of way? Like yeah. if, if no one downloads it or if no one streams it, the act of putting it out there, there's a, I don't know if, it, if cathartic is the right word, but there's a there's a bit of a release. There's, like, you know, there's an old Irish um, story about, was it some king who had big ears and the he used to kill all his hairdressers because the hairdressers were the only people in the land who knew he had big donkey's ears, like so he'd get his hair cut and then he'd kill them. And then I think one guy swore that he'd never tell another soul and the king let him live. And he ended up telling it to a tree. And I think, to cut a long story short, the, a fiddle gets made out of the tree and the fiddle sings the fucking king's king big, big ears. ears. Whatever the fuck. But there's something to saying it out loud even if it's to a tree mm. or you're uploading it to the internet or you're not uploading it more importantly that you're not just that you're getting it out and you, it's the same principle as you've probably heard this if there's something worrying you or if, just the, the classic example is if you were fucking abused as a child or something fucking horrendous like that and you're struggling with it write down what happened to you and literally set it on fire write it down on a piece of paper and set it on fire as a way of kind of not exercising it, but maybe exercising it a little, you know, and just mm. I think we're I think we're missing we're missing the theatrics rit- of yeah, psychology these days, yeah. big time. That ritual, that ritual. even if it was just going to mass, do you know that kind of way? Now I'm not recommending no. people go to mass per se, but I think that there's great benefit in people who are very similar or people who just live in the same area congregating in the same place once oh, a week. 100%. I think there's I think we, we miss out on that big time like by not going to mass. Yeah. Um, but I think massively we miss out on just the, the theatrical side of things. And I think as Irish people, maybe more so than others, we need that. Like, especially with men, and maybe I'm only saying especially with men because I am a man, but oh, yeah. like, there's something, <laughs> easy, <laughs> there's something about screaming at the telly with your mates. Yeah. Or, do you know whether it's a yeah. fight or a football match or, or whatever like that release that that yeah. theatrics like like I don't give a fuck who wins really mm. but say that to me you know with a minute to go and you're one nil down and you're in the box and yeah. fucking ah you know there's yeah. there's something there's something to that like it's important I don't think we get half enough of it sorry it's a togetherness with other people as well like it's a coming together of people of the same 
it's like your county or whatever everybody if you your if your team is winning or playing like it's everybody's together everybody's the same kind of goal you want to win today you've all the fans you're going to the ground whatever there's a buzz and connection everybody's connected yeah there's a camaraderie yeah. isn't there I miss that now down in work because oh I can only imagine yeah I had the two lads with me let's I say in January the stuff that, I'd say your tea breaks are class lad I said there were some conversations on there. There was actually, oh, yeah, said, there was. Crazy. You can make podcasts down there for fuck's sake. Oh, we could have just said, we just we could have just hit record for the 100%. hour lunch like. Absolutely. But there's a camaraderie I think that we're missing and I, I miss it shocking down in Castletown because when the restaurants did back open up when the restaurants did open up, I wasn't busy enough to have the lads back, so I was doing all the work. Now don't get me wrong, it was great to be at work. But it was shit being down there by yourself. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. And I wonder did that affect you as well so when you moved you would have been working with yeah, but you, the welders yeah but no not so much no okay. no, it wouldn't have been no there wasn't uh, cra- there's not crack among, among welders is there not or like a team would you be on a team I don't yeah, know like I have so no you're idea you're involved like. with the team like even though you're gone away from uh, being hands on with the tools you're still within the team because you go down like their work you're inspecting anyway. Yes, I suppose, you still, yeah. have, you still had that. No, it was just the pressure. It was just the, the false pressure I put on myself and just the belief that I was the only one that was experiencing this kind of thing in the whole world. Right. It was kind of that that I put in and I, I, I just, I built something up that wasn't there really, that's all. And just didn't know how to deal with it. So, as I said, that's what I've kind of done over the last few years is learning how to deal with it. And as I, been happening on about the, the mindfulness uh, when I'd done that course um, up in UCD there for a couple of months ago I was amazed by so much of the mindfulness thing coming into that about leader, leadership and management and like it's everywhere it doesn't matter where we go or where we turn like it's everywhere like it's it's not this hairy fairy thing that people believed years and years ago it's it's part of our society now really I think yeah, I think it needs to be more part of our society because I, I still think that it's very much. But it's like everything, though. Like it, it's how people see it and how people embrace it. It's like technology. Um, we had this contact list for the cards, right? We had video, Zoom, right? Um, what was the other one? There's another one as well, but those two, right, are there for years and years, right? But people never exploited it. But what have we done during this COVID? All those have been exploited. No such thing as people meeting in the meeting room anymore. That's gone now. It's over Zoom calls, team chats. So it was always there, these kind of things. But now it's everywhere. Like, this is how people communicate now. Like, it's it's thing of the future. Always was, was meant to be. But now it's driven into people more. Yeah. People working at home. You can work from home. And it's a great thing. You're less commuting all that. But you're losing that contact, as you said there a while ago. So, yes, 100% no one likes goes into meetings, but it's a way for you to meet up with people. It's a way, it's a social event in little ways. Oh, yeah, every meeting is a little social gathering, essentially. It doesn't have to be a serious meeting, but it's a meeting, like, or it's contact, it's anything. So, we're all now two metres apart, or screens between us, and all that kind of stuff, and it's, we're losing that contact. Big time. No, we're losing it. So, imagine our kids losing all that as well. Yeah, no, during know. their formative years, so. Yeah, like, but uh, I know with all that now, we have them out and let them play with the kids in, their, in the area. That's it, and let them there. Do you know what I mean? It's doing no harm to no one. Like, and if you make the world ease this world out, this new world or new norm world we're in at the moment a little bit on the kids, it's the main thing, really. Like, 
I know I'm talking about kids really a lot like tonight, but But sure look, um, that's what fucking life is all about. Once you have kids, that's yeah. what your life is about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like realistically, I mean, when I'm thinking of even this this podcast and, and what I'm planning on doing with it, a big part of that is so that I don't have to like I'm I'm at work now. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking eleven and a half feet from my son who's asleep in his bed, like do, do you know that kind of way? And uh, like Friday was a better example, or even just just today during the day, I was at work, but I went in and had me lunch and was able to play with my kids a little and have the crack or whatever else and help herself wash up after the fucking after the lunchtime and that's what when I'm thinking about where I can take this podcast, a big part of that is you know how is the life of my six year old two year old and wife what's what's that going to be like do you know what I mean and that that was a big motivator, if not the motivator for setting up my own business. Mm. Did I want to earn a hundred grand a year working in Dublin, working a fifty-hour week with a ten-hour commute every week, and you know, kick me kids out of bed in the morning and bundle them into a crash, and then when you came home in the evening, kick them into bed? Do you know that kind of way? Like, I, yeah. I don't want that life. Like, do you know that kind of way? Yeah. And I think I think one thing that COVID has done generally is it's an accelerant. Like, as you were saying, Zoom meetings and contactless payment and all that crack, like, that, that's been coming a long time and COVID just accelerated it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Like, and it's it's there. It's just people are never choose to use... It's a bit forced on us a bit more now, maybe so, but it's there and people are using it more now and you're going to have that and this social contact with people is just going to drown out a little bit, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, now, hopefully, COVID will be behind us. Let's say this time next year, to a large but in degree. What way, though? Well, to, to the to the ex- to the extent that we'll that be able be to be all allowed in pubs again. Maybe not pubs, but, but Jesus, but restaurants even. I know, but like, but I know, like yeah, pubs were the fucking Ireland's social club. Us, basically, like you're thirty-seven. I'm forty-three. That's grand to say pubs. We only went out probably once every four months, if that, or three months or whatever. Yeah, when we were in our 19, 18 to 24, that's your main social. It was, but I don't look back. Like I look back well, on I know, that and enjoy it, but I don't look at it as... People's, that, that generation of people now won't have that. True, but no loss, really. But that's maybe for us to say, but... Ah, no. fuck them! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I, 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 do, I do get where you're coming from, but... And this is the... I'm forever the optimist. There'll be... Things that eighteen-year-olds will enjoy because mm-hmm. of COVID yes, of that course. we could only have dreamt of. Yeah, do you know what kind of way? There, there is pros and cons. Everything uh, I do agree with you, right? But it's just it's a, it's a strange world that's going to be there for the next couple of years. It certainly is. But my my opinion on it, or my thoughts on it, and increasingly so, is it's time to start fucking getting on with it. Mm. And oh, that's that's, 100%, that's sure. what built this. Do you know what kind of way? Mm. Like fucking get on with it and no sooner had I this built my next idea is a 40 foot shipping container so if you imagine this you've got a 40 foot shipping container on one side you're looking at it lengthways so you've got the full length of it there in front of you and you've got eight doors into it okay now you walk around the other side and you've got the other full length of it in front of you and you've eight doors into it and each one of them is the door you walked into your six side basically so there's eight podcast studios so a 40 foot container is obviously 40 foot long if you have eight of them eight of these meeting rooms for want of a better term that are, are COVID safe speed podcasting is it 
Sorry? Speed podcast. No, but the idea is that you drop it on O'Connell Street or Fair Green or whatever and you charge people for the for using it. Uh-huh. So if you want to have a chat with your fucking 90-year-old granny or your asthmatic friend or whatever it is, but you can't because of COVID, you just could meet here, sit down and do exactly what we're doing. We're, what are we in now? Two hours and 15 minutes? I've forgotten there's a fucking screen of Perspex between us. Yeah, I didn't know. I only started seeing it there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that would be progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It'd be something. Now, it might be defunct in a year or two years or whatever, but like, so be it. What idea will come from somebody who sees that in the fair green? Yeah, but surely, if you look at it, there's certain ideas that people are coming up and just discovering and making money out of it. Like, like what? Huh? Like the, anybody that's gotten into the mask or getting into the... Many breweries have um, stopped making alcohol now and started doing the sanitizer. Well, it's it's alcohol. They're still making alcohol, but I know, I know but what you mean. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's that, that, came and, that came and went, though. That was a bit of a fad, was it? I don't know if any of them are know. doing that anymore. I don't, I, I don't know. That, that, that's the thing I was hearing, and people making their own little masks over in England and that and just turned into millionaires over a couple of months. Oh, fuck, fair play. No, oh, 100%. Like that's what I'm saying. People adapt so quickly to certain things, and they're able to make money out of it. It's a good thing. And like what you're doing there, like you're adapting to the surroundings by making something like forty foot container. To me, you sound what the fuck are you on about? That? <laughs> you for fucking real? Do you not realise? Do you know? No, do you know who you sound like? My missus before I set up my business down in Castleberry. <laughs> Microgreens, Frano, yeah, Microgreens. <laughs> Tiny little plants, and you're going to sell them to restaurants, are you? <sighs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. Yeah, and you have to, in order to, in order to create something or to do something new, you have to be at least willing to be laughed at. Do, do you know what I kind of way? Yeah. Everyone to a man that I asked about the whole growing microgreens thing told me not to do it. Every single fucking one of them. Every oh. single one of them. And I was asking people who would know, at least who I thought. Like people in the industry and people who were growers and buyers and do you know what kind of way? Mm. People who had helped other startups and I just got negativity after negativity, but nobody could tell me why. But this is the thing, yeah. It's so easy to meet people tell you, no, 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 no. But again, though, like, you are so creative, though. Like, and you don't put any roadblocks. Like, a big thing you keep saying is to get away, get out from... Uh, get out your own way. Get out your own way. And that that's a one of the hardest things you know because it's easy to talk yourself up or talk an idea up but if you're putting roadblocks two three four five roadblocks in front of it then you're just not going to do it but you don't do that you get out of your own way and you drive on it's like this 40 foot container at some stage there will be a roadblock that might hit you and stop you but you don't see any roadblocks you drive on you're going to come up with that idea you're going to drive on and something may happen that it might work or it might not work but if it doesn't work You'll have something else that you're going to go do again. But the, the way I look at that, and just in keeping with the 40-foot uh, container idea, there's nothing stopping me from doing that. I, I could make that myself. Like. Mm. I, mean, I, I, can, I can cut doors into a 40-foot oh, container. Oh, I can oh, whip doubt. up battons and put in perspex. It's not rocket science. But sure, this thing's only fucking tacked together. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't matter. Like, Oh, no, I know. I ag- like, completely agree. I looked on YouTube and it was um, insulation boards. Hmm. I'm after walking into a podcast room. Like, like for me, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's, you have to think of that. And like, it's even the quirky door handles. Do you know, it's just little things that are just... 
this is unique in itself. That's why I was saying, fucking, me being the first one in here was just such a bad idea. <laughs> but fucking, somebody else deserved to come in here to new stuff. But um, it's just, you've, you've, you went with something, do you know? Like, you came up with this idea, you went with it. Yes, but I've come up with a, a lot of other ideas yeah, that either matter. didn't work or it that do, I couldn't it, do. Yeah, do but you know? that's fine, but I, that that's who you are. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. You will keep coming up with things. Just like that made of my Mick Jardine. Like, that man, I used to be driving up to work with him. And at fucking half five in the morning, lad, the man is just non-stop ideas. <laughs> do you know? And it's just, he's gone over to Australia. He, he's he got a chance to put those ideas into place. And he's just booming because of it. Yeah. And again, it's just, it's good to be creative. But you need to get out of your own way. Oh, very much so, and yeah. Like, Yes, this took a bit longer than you thought it was going to do to do it. About two but, years. But, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, no, done. no, it's done now. Fucking sure, yeah. it's done. And now it's done. And now all of a sudden, what it's like, this is prototype one. And then there's going to be, you know, you'll advance this. I've already up. designed the yeah, next one. I can one. only imagine you. Yeah, yeah. But this, like, anybody that comes in here now is going to be pleasantly... Um, Surprise, really. It's not what you're expecting when you open up the, ah, the, no. the doors, the back of the van, is it? back in the dark, lad, and all of a sudden there's a Felitron timber steps co- walk this way, like, and you go up <laughs> into this, and you're like, what the fuck? Where am I going? But no, it's a deadly job. But again, hats off to you. Like, you, you do um, you do just do things, like. Yeah, no, I, I, I am a doer. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely a doer. And not, not, everybody, not everybody is. I think that's no, a, an I'm important not, distinction to make. That's not wrong with that either. Like, I think a lot of people kind of, they beat themselves up. Yeah. You know, they they, they, they they see me and they go, oh, look, Fran, I was fucking doing this and Fran's doing that. I'm such a loser. Like. Yeah, well, I was guilty of that. I'd be like, fucking, okay, jeez, you're doing this. And it's like that time that you come on and, like, it was was kind of enjoying the podcast a good bit. And then you come on in one day and you come up with about a hundred things you're going to do next. And I was like, Oh man, how the fuck is he going to do any of these? <laughs> but like you will, you'll just chip away and you'll, you'll pick one and you'll do one and, and you'll do another and then if that doesn't work, you'll do another and you just keep going and as you said, you've already designed your next. Oh, 100%. You yes. know what I mean? No, Even though no, this is the first time somebody's been in it. No sooner, no sooner was I f- happy enough to get somebody in here mm. and I was like, right, okay, I, I know how I'll build it properly next. That was that, that was literally the, the initial thought. Like. Yeah. But look, this will do me fucking. This will do me oh, grand. I make me mistakes in this. Do you know what I know? And what I'd probably do, like the dream, I suppose, is to build the next one to a much higher standard. Now that I know that it actually works, because if I went to build it at a really high standard and it didn't work, just make sure you use the measuring tape next time. Fuck you and your epoxy <laughs> measuring tape, cheeky prick. There's me trying to fit something that's fucking 14 oh, times the size of me forklift what? into a fucking Ever. letterbox. So and def- he goes, don't forget the fucking f- 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 tape measure. <laughs> Dickhead. Oh, but it was so funny, lads. Like, you did such all the hard work. I did all this. Oh, right. Okay. Is this going to fit? But it did fit. Oh, no, it did fit. And it fit because I used yeah. the fucking tape measure. I didn't just it guess didn't it. Really stop. I'd say you press pause like you do on the podcast. Went away and cut a piece off. back to the same place. Yeah. I, co- I come back and there's just dust <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it too, though, because if it didn't fit, I could have just cut a oh, bit off the bottom. But it's literally, yeah, literally oh, no, only made. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Like a perfect material. But again, it's material that you've made your uh, business out of as well like. well this was the grow room yeah, these panels were the like grow room this table came out of uh, well it didn't come out of a skip it was en route to a skip yeah. from uh, herself's office they were they did an office makeover and as is the capitalist consumerist way 
you know, everything goes into the skip and you're getting new stuff. Yeah. So this was going to Began and I took it. I'd not, I'd no need for it. I actually took a couple of them. I'd need for one, but I took three. So one is in the office and work, and this and another one were just spare. So this ended up being the 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 chassis essentially of the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The doors are covered in the bags that the compost come in. The white stuff covering the light in the ceiling and and map or soften the sound on the walls. I sow seeds on. The curtains are literally curtains out of the house, and you can see the way it's all kind of tacked together. Yeah. I went around like Superman just pushing the nails in. Because, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have to hammer Soft. into fucking... Is that anything, so? Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. And then the Perspex, I obviously I had to buy that, but that was the only thing that I spent money on. And you precisely cut it in the middle for your lighting as well. I did, you like that little yeah, groove, like yeah. That. that was actually, you've done well there now, <laughs> And on fairness, it's a credit to you of what you've done. Like. But look, th- I suppose the main motivating factor in me building this is to allow me to have the conversations mm. that I'm just I'm in the middle of having with you now for two main reasons one first and foremost I fucking enjoy it and I love it yeah. it's great and I wouldn't I get to know people like, do you know kind of yeah. way like I know you on a level now like I, I've spent more time talking to you in no, the last yeah. fucking two hours say do you not than I ha- cards. But, but in the yeah we met up once a month for fucking what four or five years and played yeah. cards for three or four hours at a time yeah. she wouldn't get 15 minutes of conversation no, out, of the, out of that whole period yeah, like. yeah. And I think a lot of people are the same. They, they meet up with their friends in the pub or whatever it is yeah. to watch the game and it's 90 minutes of football and no conversation. Oh, definitely not with me, you know, yeah. There'll be no conversation. <laughs> well, ex- exactly, like. And you and anyone who takes the sport seriously yeah. and it's only people who take the sport seriously that tend to meet up and and watch these things. And if you're having a few drinks and you're staying around for the crack afterwards, it turns into a session then and it's... Yeah. Like, oh, this sure. isn't a session. Wake up next morning, you can't remember what the fuck happened last night. Exactly. Like, you can drive home from here. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I kind of way? Yeah. So the main motivating factor is to actually have the conversations. But two, and not to sound too up my own arse, but uh, I, think, I think this conversation is going to be very well received. And I think... Most hopefully, if not all conversations that I have moving forward will be all the more well received because of COVID, mm. because we're not fucking interacting. I think people are starved of not just conversing with people, but listening to people. Like a lot of crack in the pub is just listening to the lads no, slag each other. Do you know kind of way? Like not everybody can be talking all the time when you're no. in the pub. So a good percentage of when you're out having the crack with the lads is you just listening and yeah. just enjoying it. And I think that's what these Come kind on. of podcasts give people. Yeah. And like nobody's going to listen to this to learn something about welding or learn something about fucking Nothing. anything really. Definitely, and I said that before I came on. But the beauty of that is... It's, I'd say we'll just have to nearly count how many people get past minute five, I'd say. You'd be surprised. You'd be very <laughs> surprised. But, but again, this is the beauty of, of the way we do it. We do it for the sake of doing it. We don't do it for the numbers. No, no, no. Do you know kind of way? Like, if 50 people listen or 100 million people listen, it doesn't really matter. It's going to be the same conversation. Do you know kind of way? And I'd I'd hate to ever be under pressure about having to put out something good. Yeah. Do you know kind of way? Like, thanks, Fernando. No. I obviously have no fear of putting out shit with you here. I don't let. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna on your first fucking night. It's it, and you want me on bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) What were you worried about? Because you were saying you were. You you weren't saying you were shitting yourself, but you were saying you were fucking. Like, listen to me, lad. I as I said to you, I know like podcast. Like, if you couple of lads, you would like. There's a certain topic they'll talk about, and they're really into that topic. Some of them, yeah. But I'm not really into. I've a 
nothing to really much. So it's kind of like <laughs> fucking dog, <laughs> fucking dog going nuts outside. Um, so it's just what I, um, I just didn't believe that a conversation would be very interesting to be listened on a podcast. That's all. What is that though? I mean, is that self deprivation or not yeah, deprivation? Look, sure. or it's like everything, really, isn't it? Like it's. I enjoy listening to the podcast you have with all the boys and all that kind of stuff and anybody that's been on it and your own solos. But for somebody to be listening to me, I don't see it being interesting. But the the lads, like you mentioned, what a couple of things that Podge had said. So yeah. you've listened to Podge's. Well, see, it's it's more just inklings, as I said. Yes, I've listened to different people. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. But you know, but specifically, you've listened to Podge. Yeah. Did you listen to Patter? Yeah. Patter or Podge didn't come on and talk about the thing that they knew about. Yeah, okay. Do you know what kind of way? But I, yeah, I suppose, but I found it interesting what, they're, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But you see, that's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but again, yeah. it's getting back to yeah. you telling your girlfriend, look, you know, you just, you're grand, you, you missed that chat, whatever, you'll be grand the next time, don't worry about it, you're a great lad, but you don't say that to yourself. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah, essentially yeah, the yeah, same no, thing, actually, yeah, is it? No, and again, as I said, there's so many things, and I hear you say it. It's like, oh, they sit deeper with you. It's funny, like that's what I'm saying. The the solos really, there's little pockets of things that you'd say or do, and just it's like even tonight now, um, where you said about me going from being hands on to the that could have caused what happened to me. Yeah, that or time. been an element of it at least. I, so. Do you know, like it, I'll sit with that now for a couple of days and just ponder that. But that process there, even in itself, is going to help me. Like yes, do you know, it's like just little things like that. They, they, they just lift things within you then as well, because it just makes you more normal. It's like when you said stuff or you were talking about things there when I started first listening to you, and it just already well, it was not even listening to you. It was more the the cards nights, right. chatting, walking back that time. You know, just things like you said, and you sent on about that um, imposter syndrome. And there was another guide in from Ted. Um, I'd have to nearly go back over the WhatsApp groups to find it, but or not group because you're not in the group. Um, solo, so I'd have to go back over that and check that. But um, it's just little things like that, and it's kind of like you started off a little way I started to rethink things just because of a conversation and it's just these podcasts again like um, I never done podcasts before I met you and uh, um, the cards but it was you all to Joe Rogan all, to, all this talk you know and then I, I listened to one or two of them you know but again it didn't sit with me I didn't really enjoy podcasts your music alright definitely changed the way I listened to music but um, I didn't went from that into uh the audiobooks then like I got really into the audiobooks and as well and that was my way of just taking different bits and pieces but again through listening to conversations with you it'd be different different views you know the way like yeah. um, different people it's nice to meet different people it is again, very much so we say that about the togetherness and the social thing like and it is a great thing because Especially if you're surrounded and at this moment in time as well, people are surrounded maybe by a lot of negativity and all that. And it must be very hard. But when you meet new people, like and again, even like yourselves there and the boys, I don't meet them as much anymore. But whenever you meet up, like it's just, it's just a buzz. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just the views. Everybody's got a different view, and it's so good. You know, like you wouldn't say that everyone in that group of lads that we meet up on the cards have all the same. Few staunch views and stuff. They're all different bits and pieces. Oh yeah, we're a, we're a, we're a mixed bag. Yeah, like a mixed bag. Like to be honest, when I was the 
the first guy, I think it was 13 of us there the first night I was in there, like, it's fucking mental. <laughs> Especially when fucking, what you call it, come on. Um, remember we used to do that um, speed... Uh, Speed switch. Speed switch. And the fucking jukebox over and the the, the, the flashing lights and everything. <laughs> Remember that? that was my first night and there was 13. It was just mental inside her. Like. So again, just those bunch of lads. And because of that game of cards, that Block said to me one day. And so, like myself and Block were in the swimming pool. Um, I was in there with the daughter and he would come in with his eldest daughter. And uh, just pure randomly met him inside in the swimming pool. And he's oh, do you know what? You should come up one night and play a game of cards with a bunch of lads. And I was like, so what are you playing for money? No, no, no. What, Texas Hold'em? No, no, no. Poker? No, no, no. 45? No, no, no. Switch? No, never heard of it. Do you know? And that yeah, was yeah. just a massive change, game changer for me because I was playing soccer for Nevin Cosmos for years. So I went from uh, having a group and then when the soccer stopped, I kind of drifted away. So I had no kind of... Um, no, I knew a few lads and all that, but never attached me to go back into the town again kind of thing. Yeah, you don't anchor. No, basically. exactly, yeah. yeah. And it, was that course, around the time that you had all the problems at work? Or not problems at work, but you had you popped, as you put it. Was that in around the same no, year? or It would have been after. Okay. It would have been no, because the only reason that I ask is if it was that year, oh, that would have played into uh, the whole no, thing. Yeah, right? Well, it wouldn't have been far off, no. It would have been a couple of years after it. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't have been that directly. Yeah, yeah. You can see why I thought if it, you know, yeah. it was around the same oh, time. Look, to be quite honest, there was probably shit going on down home as well with the, the sister that, as the, the bossman that was over me at that time, he said to me, Aren't you? He says, What's wrong? And I says, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not work. And he's like, It is work. I said, No, it's not work. It's, something, it's, it's, out, it's not in work. He says, You're well able to cope. It's outside work. You know, and that's the other factor of things as well, like, you know, that there is stuff going on around you that you don't actually realise is going around in your head as well. But for me, though, when I look back, it was all the building up of all the, the workload around me that I shouldn't have built up around me, really. Yeah, yeah. But it you've learned from me. it and you've grown from it. Oh, 100% I've grown from it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it, um, you need to grow from it. Like, and I have, I have. Look, I, I've made changes in my life. I've made changes the way I think. But do I get drive back into it yeah do I have shit days yeah do it like it's no different than anybody else but I I am managing myself better it's not as if it's a daily or an every hour or whatever it is it isn't anything like that it's just progressive yeah yeah absolutely step by step the rest of your life kind of thing yeah that's it exactly and you get stronger as you said if the kids can learn off that a little bit in as well they'd be flying it well, they will. I mean, the, oh, they the, will, yeah. the the kids, like if you're, you know, five or ten percent less stressed, yeah. you know, your kids are going to grow up in a household yeah, that's yeah, five yeah. to ten percent less yeah. stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If at, at a minimum, like, mm-hmm. do you know, like in a way. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned a couple of times there um, about the benefit of just meeting new people and talking about different mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. new music and new topics and, and whatever it is, and it reminded me of that idea that um, people will always say that travel broadens your mind. You could you could you could expand the meaning of the word travel here. Like you can you can you can travel by tra- you don't have to you don't have to leave your fucking country to travel. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of way? Like oh, sure. tr- you can travel by speaking to people who, you know, are from a different country than you, or that are into different music to you, or maybe they're gay, or maybe they're fucking whatever. Like they're mm-hmm. they're just different. Like there's there's a, a travel of the mind. You don't have to physically fucking go anywhere. anywhere like yeah. and that kind of travel will also broaden the mind. Like the more people that you can talk to and meet. And again, that's the beauty of this. Like I wouldn't have met. Like obviously I know you, but. I wouldn't have met Ivor if it wasn't for the podcast. I wouldn't have met Anthony Murphy if it wasn't for the podcast. And the people that are listening would never have heard you or would never have heard someone like you, maybe. Like, you, some people will tune into this and they'll be just going, at the end of it, they'll just go, why the fuck did they get, get that fucking E on? That was shit. Worst podcast ever. But some other cunt will listen to it four times yeah. because you'll just, you'll have blown their fucking mind. And it could be just because they're in a particular place or a particular yeah, well, version of them were listening at the time. Mm. And it's just a matter of, th- there's a timing issue. So all the things that you're learning now about the big bad world, odds are your fucking mother and father told all that shit yeah, to you yeah, when you were fucking yeah. eight or whatever age. <laughs> but you either didn't know or didn't care. It just, it didn't, it didn't sink in with yeah. you. Do you know that kind of way? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I, I'm definitely not of the belief that fucking there's. I'm the only way to. T- like as I said, when I was up playing the cards, there was stuff I was saying to you that time, and you were like, "Oh yeah, sure, that's yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that kind of thing." You know, and I was telling you about stuff I was into, and you were kind of ahead of the game for me that time. Like you were on, "Oh yeah, yeah, I want you to look at that thing about the procrastination, or the no, the imposter." Imposter syndrome. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of like I was telling you about stuff and you were like miles ahead of where I was at that stage, you know, and I was kind of trying to grasp onto little things from you that time. But that's the beauty of, of kind of meeting people because, mm-hmm. like, whereas I might be my ahead of you. Oh, exactly, but like always and yeah, always, and I might be a my I might be a hundred yeah. miles ahead yeah. of you in something, but you'll be fucking yeah. ahead of me in something else. Like, do you like, know like um, on computers, there'd be some people. Oh, how did you do that? And you'd be like. Yeah, I learned I learned it off somebody else, but like I would be going to somebody and say, "Oh my God, how did you do that?" Do you know what I mean? Like, so we'll all have like, uh, it's just computers supposed to be the big thing, like Excel or anything like that. You know, that's one of the biggest tools you'll ever use. But somebody using that Excel, like, is just there's some people that are just wizards on it. Do you know what I mean? I know a certain level of it. And there's other people there, and it's just what level you come in at something. It's like um, the way you do stuff. Like people will be saying, "Oh my God, how did you do that?" You know. To you, it's kind of relatively simple because you've been doing it a while. But they think, oh, my God, he's class. But you've got somebody, I've got somebody, then, oh, my God, he's class. We've all got somebody that is a class above us, you know, and we all know somebody that expert uh, is an expert at certain things, you know. Oh, without doubt, and with a bit of luck. Yeah. Because what's that saying? Um, if you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room. What are you going to learn from people that don't know as much as you? Yeah. Like, and that's again another another beauty of this podcast is it gives me the opportunity to reach out to people mm. who are experts and or should should I say will give me the opportunity to reach out to people who are experts mm. in different things. Like I'd love to speak to somebody about language. I'd love to speak to a, like a professor of of linguistics or something because the root of the words that we use and even the the root of the the way we use English in an Irish context, like we'll say things like you'll ask me, you know, how are you. And I'll say, I'm not too bad. But not and too and bad are three negative words mm. that we use to explain how good we're feeling. Right? Yes, you know, like, anyway, and that has an impact on us. Like, it's, 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 it's mad how... The words we put out. Words we put out. In, I believe in Japan, they have uh, the lowest consumption of antidepressants in the world. 
there isn't a word for depression in the Japanese language. Yeah. So it, there's just a real straight example of how your language will affect both you and, by default, your your wider society. Like, but I I love learning all about all that kind of stuff because it just it gives you. And again, somebody might tell you a thousand things about language, but you pick the one. Like I remember I did Latin in first year in Pats, and uh, I can remember four or five words, but one of them was agricola. It's the word for farmer, and it's obviously agricola agriculture. Do you know what I mean? Whatever it was about the mood I was in that day, or whatever version of Frano was sitting in that chair, it just fucking it just clicked with me. Like the other one was um, the root word for attraction. Okay, so if you're attracted to something, it's the same root word for the word tractor in a field because a tractor in a field pulls things, it draws things towards it, and attraction you are drawn to something. Do you know what I mean? So. Those kind of things, they just clicked with me and I love them and they become part of you then and you you use that as a foundation to learn more and more and more and it's the exact same with like mindfulness or fucking or anything. You, these little gems, these little nuggets kind of sink in and you, it gives you solid ground to stand on yeah. and you can kind of make your way from there if, if any of that makes sense. Yeah, like. it does, it does, it does, it does, it does. But um, Archibald, yeah. Miel Pal, we're coming up in nearly three hours, yeah, brother. Fair play, I can't it's believe been, got that long. It's been an absolute pleasure, brother. No, it's been good, no, I have to say. Um, and apologies to anybody that got to this length of it. <laughs> and thought to win for the punchline. No punchline, guys. <laughs> Archie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I usually yeah. ask people, and I'm going to ask you, have you anything you'd put out there? I should have said this to you before we started recording, but here you are, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have an email address or anything that you'd be free to share with people? Yeah. Or... If you don't know, I can just ask people, I can just direct people to yeah, the I'm off the lead. Yeah. 100%. Put out your own or... Yeah, I, I, I'll give you my email address so you don't want me to say it here. No, but that's what I mean. Yeah. If you're comfortable with it, because yeah. somebody, I'm telling you now, somebody, maybe nobody, yeah. but somebody, you could have just blown Somebody's their fucking mind. Somebody's going to plague me. <laughs> Someone will stop you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> all the boys are wrecking it. But throw out a fucking email address there if... So You're it's that Ad- so inclined. Adrian, A D R I A N dot G A M M E L L dot seventy seven at gmail.com. Can't be easier than that. No, a hundred percent. Brother, it's been an absolute pleasure oh, for coming you, on and hopefully you'll come on maybe again in the future <laughs> at some stage. As long as I don't hear next week now, oh yeah, after leaders have been pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Due to poor ratings. <laughs> Brother, it's All been an absolute best. pleasure. Thanks, Fair play. Thank Chat you. Thank you. Thank you.